0: All right, all right, all right. All my Hulkamaniacs, all my Cold War survivors, all my Karate Kids, it is time for our show. I am Ben Davis, and with me, as always, is... Carthy! And today we are discussing 1980s cartoon theme songs. One of my favorites ever. We're looking forward to this one, working on it all week, and I have got to say, I have had some very pleasant conversations with a lot of people this week on our social media.
1: Nice, yes. We appreciate every like, view, uh, subscribe, or comment, so thank you very much for doing that. And
0: uh, I even had a conversation with a guy from France, I believe. Yes, yes you did. Yes. Yes. That was uh, very... Unexpected. Yes, very unexpected. That was
1: very It cool. was unexpected for a guy in France to, to kind of like pop our podcast. Yeah. But he enjoyed it. Once again, I've said this for the last three episodes. I will continue to say it because of your reels. Yeah, well,
2: appreciate
1: it. Ben Davis doing those reels, baby. <laughs> if you see those reels, Carthy had nothing to do with them. It's Ben Davis in his spare time throwing that stuff together and matching it to the music and he does it extremely well. Um, It seems like Facebook tends to be our most popular format. Um, We're gonna get Twitter up real soon, I promise. I know I've been promising that for a while. Instagram doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, as active, Uh, but you can definitely go on Facebook and catch every single reel now that the name has changed to 80s kids. Um, And Ben does a fantastic job. If you want some nostalgia, Ben brings it in spades. Yeah, we, we've
0: finally gotten a, a foothold on uh, Facebook.
1: Yeah, again, it's your reels, dude. I'm and giving it all props to you. I uh, had
0: uh, over 2,000
1: views. On several videos. Yeah, on Facebook this week. And, and I it, know that was, doesn't seem like much considering millions of views, and what, but for us, we're like, wow, that's kind of cool for yeah. just two, di- two guys who like to hang out and talk about things on Saturday and Sunday.
0: It's because until this week, uh, on Facebook, we had only had like M- mainly between 5 to 10 views per video.
1: Yeah, to get to 2,000 after that is pretty impressive.
0: For for one video. We're for one
1: more. video. And then you said, didn't three of them make it? Like uh, four or five of them made it to the 1,000 mark, but at least yeah. two or three of them made it to the 2,000 mark.
0: So. And uh, over on TikTok, where most every video I put out was... Uh, Five hundred to a thousand, if not more. Views. TikTok
1: is a more popular platform, so I'll take it. You know, again, we're we're doing this for fun, not for monetization. None um, of this is
0: monetized. Yeah,
1: none so. of it is monetized. We're not getting paid by anybody. But if you guys enjoy listening to two guys from our era talking about the things that we grew up with, then hey, we'll have you aboard every Saturday or Sunday. Um, because this is something that you and I just it gives us an excuse to get out together and hang out for a couple hours.
0: It's just pure amazement on my side that anything that I sliced together or mixed up, had any
1: interaction
0: with anyone else on a positive note. I'm like.: I said it on the last wow, podcast.
1: I'll say it just... I'll say it again today because it's within the first five minutes of our last one. You are just naturally gifted. Because I could never do that type of stuff and splice it the way you do. I, of course, see all of our reels. I see all of them that go out. um, And they are very well done. So congratulations, Ben uh, Davis, for doing such a great job. So again, I know we say this all the time, but it is a social media platform. If you do enjoy the reels, please make sure to hit like. Hit subscribe or comment. Um, again, we're not doing this to get rich. We're doing this just because we love doing it. But if you like it, then that lets us know that you like that what we're doing, and we're kind of going in the right direction, right? Yep, exactly. There yeah. you go.
0: <clears throat> and if we get to enough uh, followers on TikTok,
1: yep, we can
0: go live on TikTok, and then we can probably. Stream what we're doing right here live on TikTok. right, and then we could actually we have, have a time,
1: you. like you said, for people to tune yeah. in. Um, you were the one telling me that some of our listeners were like, You should you guys should do videos, right? Like, yeah, or do exactly. a live video with yeah. it. Um, there's a lot of radio stations around here that uh do a live broadcast of their morning show along with the audio. So, um, you know, if you guys are looking for something like that, comment, let us know. Um, It doesn't take much to put video uh, on YouTube with the audio that we're doing. It really doesn't take much at all. So we could definitely get a video out there for uh, anybody who wants to see the antics that we go through. Um, I talk a lot with my hands. So just be prepared for that. I'll be I will warn you. I look mm-hmm. like Kermit the Frog like on, you know, some type of muppet show <laughs> with my yeah. hands moving all over the place. It's
0: something we're going to work on I think for the next couple of episodes. Something, something
1: forward, to... I mean, good gosh, something to look forward to as exactly. we expand. Exactly. There we go.
0: Well, <clears throat> let's get back to our topic, excuse me there. Um, we are doing the 15 best cartoon theme songs and I went to a couple of uh other lists people have put together and kind of went through them and compiled this top 15 list and there's going to be some when we get done with the list or as we go through the list we're going to be like well why did these not make the list i have three carthy has three but before we get to this list let's kind of take a second and If you were alive during this time, excuse everybody, that's our uh, third That's our mascot. That's our mascot here. Uh, Hold on, we're going to come right back. Oh, we're going to have to apologize about that. Uh, Our mascot, uh, my dog, uh, saw a squirrel or a dog out the window, so we had to cut off real quick, but we're back now. And I was saying, uh, just did a list of the 15 best cartoon theme songs, and both of us are going to have... Lists of why did these not make a, the list? Uh, we wish these could replace some, and we're probably going to say we don't want that one on here. We want ours on there.
1: We did that with the uh, horror movies. We did. You know, we yeah. did. So we
0: did. And so let's take you a little back here, a little uh, stroll back memory lane. And uh, for those of you who lived back uh, in the '80s for Saturday morning cartoons. This is going to make you, make you smile and, and probably have some uh, flashbacks. But for those of you who, sadly, did not have Saturday Morning Cartoons, so I guess that would be anybody born probably after 1998.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I would say if you were even born in the 90s. I don't remember too many cartoons being on in the early 2000s. I know know they were on in the late 90s. Uh, The formats had started to change because that's where I got addicted to Yu Gi Oh! Mm -hmm. So, if that tells you kind of where they were going with it, it was all these xenomorphs and Japanese style cartoons because Mm -hmm. of the uh, popularity of Dragon Ball Z and Gundam and some of the other shows that had come out right at that same time. So, American cartoons tried to comic, you know, kind of copy that. So, to do this, Carthy
0: here is going to tell you a little bit about a Saturday morning in, say,
1: 1985. So, um, this is something that me and Ben uh, talked about that we were going to do. Um, and uh, I just wanted to paint a picture because uh, this is something that we both, again, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy all the topics. Um, however... This one um, is going to hold, I don't know, I say it a lot. Special heart in my place, a special place in my heart. But this one really does, because um, as a kid, there was nothing greater than sleeping in sometimes. However, back when Ben and I were younger, in the 80s especially, there was what we called Cartoon Saturday. And I think we've addressed this on a podcast before. Um, The... You know, normal broadcasting hours ceased. Several networks from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. had cartoon blocks. I would say NBC probably ruled that roost for a while. And then when Power Rangers, Saved by the Bell, and some of the other things, more the live action, and especially when some of the more Japanimation, that's when Fox really took it from NBC. Um, you know, that was a different era, but we're talking about a summer morning in 85. Yeah. Okay. So I, I lived in Southwest Georgia at the time and, um, you know, dad and mom both worked. We, uh, had great weather down there all year. And I'm telling you, uh, I hated getting up for school. I hated it with every bit of my being. (laughs) I had to be there at the same time as my mom did because she was a teacher at the school that I went to. Um, However, on Saturday morning, that was the only time that I would naturally wake up at 6.30. And I would be so full of excitement. I mean, the type of excitement that you can only get as a kid. And uh, you're old enough that you can go downstairs, find the extra big bowl, fill it full of cereal. I mean, I'm talking about the candy stuff, right? (laughs) And you went upstairs or went down the hall, regardless of your house. And that was the time that you turned the TV down a little bit so mom and dad could sleep in on a Saturday morning. But you would get your favorite pillow, get your favorite blanket. You're in your jammies, and you could turn that TV on any time after 7 a.m., and you knew it was going to be some of your favorite shows as a kid ever. So, um... Imagine being seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, you know, in that age where things are still magical before you get your puberty and then everything turns to crap. You know, you know mm-hmm. I hate to say it that way, but then realism kind of kicks <laughs> yeah. in a little bit when you hit puberty. Um, and for a couple of hours, especially before mom and dad woke up, you were in your own little fantasy world. Giant bowl, I mean giant bowl of cereal. Uh, you get your favorite drink. You're all, you know, covered up in your blanket. You're laying on top of it like a pallet. You got your blanket. Uh, The only time in my entire life that I laid on my belly and, like, watched cartoons, you know what I mean? Like, watched TV. Um, And it was a magical time because those shows were, I mean, they were specifically scripted for kids. They dealt with more mature subject matters, but they dealt with it a lot better than I think cartoons do today. In terms of presenting it to a younger audience without it being too mature, Mm -hmm. you can get the concepts without it being crammed down your throat as an adult. And so, those Saturday mornings with the sun coming down through the, I mean, you know, for me, the pine trees, open the window up, the smells of Saturday morning, it's super quiet, the birds, and then all of a sudden, you got three hours of cartoons at least sometimes maybe four but again these were your sitcoms as a kid because they were smart enough to know that kids needed something that had a continuing story not just each individual plot line being a separate episode every single time so you had to tune in because you needed to find out what happened to Optimus Prime
2: Hmm, you
1: tuned in because you needed to find out what the next episode was going to hold So, um, you know, Friday nights are always special in my heart. Uh, Again, that was, we talked about this off mic, but Pizza Hut. I mean, every Friday night, I don't care. It's Pizza Hut and get a movie from Blockbuster. And so my parents, uh, my dad worked for Miller. They drank beer. They, you know, they'd have maybe a little bit more than they usually would at home. So it makes them sleepy. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: And so they would sleep in on Saturday mornings. But uh, I would get up independently. And, I mean, I was ready to roll every single Saturday morning. And so, um, I think we've said this before in the podcast. This podcast is mostly about nostalgia. And so, if you're talking about uh, music kind of giving you a feeling, um, I think everybody who listens to this podcast can relate to the fact that a song can take you back to a certain place in time. Um, a song can remind you of a very specific, like very specific event, and in this, um, I can without hesitation say every not every one of the songs that are in the top fifteen because we've got our ones that we're mm-hmm. gonna substitute. Um, but I will say that most of these songs make me feel like that just that little tiny spark of being a kid again. Yeah, and I think that's something special because there are no Saturday morning cartoons anymore. There is, outside of uh, Cartoon wet work. I don't know of any three to five o'clock cartoon branches. You know, that's more mm. of a 90s thing. Yeah. Me and Ben were talking about possibly doing it later, but there was a block of cartoons during my high school years that I did not miss. I went someplace and made sure I was watching TV, because every afternoon, that is when, um, that's when you watch TV. And some of the, the cartoons that we're gonna be talking about, they Came from a Saturday morning origin and then became a staple in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. Yeah, they and do. they knew how to get kids watching Monday through Friday. And it gave mom a little bit of a chance, you know, give you a snack, let you sit down and watch TV. Uh, you know, if you were good, you did your homework during it or you had to promise to do your homework right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the advent of gaming, Super NES came out um you know right at the end of the 80s uh beginning of the 90s so um you know you had to kind of balance your time because i want to play super mario or duck hunt
2: <laughs> um
1: but there's also i'm not giving up my saturday morning cartoons so um i think this episode is going to be the most nostalgic for me because of the fact that it was when i was a kid you know we go over horror movies again i'm a teenager um We go over uh, the cheesy ones, especially, you know, because we went a little bit forward in time to talk about some of the other episodes. Um, Again, certain amount of nostalgia, but this one makes me feel like a kid again. So I hope during the next ever how many minutes, because we really have been kind of random on how long we talked about a subject recently, um, I hope it brings back some memories for you. Um, and if you didn't watch these cartoons and you're a cartoon head like me, uh, I I watched the new Powerpuff Girls. I watched, uh, you know, unfortunately me and Ben have talked about this. I know way too much about My Little Pony, Uh Um, but once a storyline gets me, I kind of get into it, you know what I mean? Um, And so these were the first times, um, at least that I can remember, that they treated kids, not, not maturely, but at least as an audience that wanted a continuing story.
0: They treated children as people. As people. Oh, what do you know?
1: What a novel well, idea. Well, I mean, you know, uh, like Howdy Doody. Um, you know, they had individual episodes. Oh, fuck Howdy Doody. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. All right. Let's... They had individual episodes. There were cartoons during the yeah, 70s. There I mean, were, like they Scooby-Doo they, came they in There were, the, in the,
0: our parents had cartoons, like Johnny Quest.
1: Uh, yes, but they were not... As uh, even, the new, even the new adventures of Johnny Quest didn't follow an arc. Yeah, it okay. was each episode is a different adventure. Speed Racer. Speed Racer was a great one. It you actually had an arc, build, but, what, but we talked about this off-mic too. It was Japanimation that That's got ported true. over. Yeah. Uh, if we're gonna talk about late 80s, early 90s, everybody knows Dragon Ball Z. We're
0: not talking about that right now. Though.
1: We're not gonna talk about that right now. But everybody knows Dragon Ball Z and the reason it was so popular mm-hmm. Because you had a season arc, you had each individual story. Yeah, you
0: gotta have the, you gotta have a season in order to pay attention more. Yeah, so. You want to? That's tune why SpongeBob in. does not make sense to me because there is no arc. It's Mm-mm. just they're just throwing colors, shapes, sounds, and splats in your
1: face for thirty well, minutes. Not to compare it to, let's say, a show that we grew up with in our teens and early twenties, but Seinfeld. There really oh. wasn't. I mean, there was something that tied it together, but every episode was just about what happens in their everyday lives, but it was super popular. Oh, hey man,
0: don't say too much or we won't be, nobody will be listening to
1: us. Why say that? (laughs)
0: That's what we basically do here.
1: Oh no, hey, you can't can't (laughs) deny that uh, we have a method to our madness. Our first season was all music, and so far we tied together horror movies with cheesy horror movies, Um, and now we're doing, we did TV theme songs last week um that one went ran a little bit long so uh we apologize but man did we get off on some tangents um however Maybe it
0: should be called the 80s
1: tangents yeah 80s tangents we could not the kids the 80s tangents mm-hmm. um but there's a method to our madness it does flow into each other so mm-hmm. horror movies cheesy horror movies tv theme songs cartoon theme songs so yeah. um i have told uh ben davis this uh you know I travel a lot for work. I'm in my car, I don't fly. And I love listening to podcasts. So hopefully our podcast will become one of those that if you get on a plane, if you have to drive, you can pop us in and I can say from experience just listening to our podcast like kind of reviewing it. Um I I do feel like we're talking about stuff that guys like me want to hear. And yes, I know it's me talking, but it's the subject. I forget what you say. And i like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that that particular point or something like that. Um, But we do talk about stuff that we know. You know, it's not like we're going off tangent too much. Um, And so, again, uh, hopefully will be your Saturday afternoon relaxation. Mm -hmm. Or if you're on a flight or if you're in a car driving someplace, Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience having driven to South Carolina, had a three and a half hour drive. I listened to two podcasts and I never even realized I was in South Carolina. I don't even remember crossing the South Carolina border because I'm listening to hours. Of course, I'm also critiquing it. What can I do better, you know, to make it a little bit more fluid and things like that. However... The subject matter and even while listening i'm thinking of things well i should have added that or <laughs> yeah. you know i got that wrong or you know oh i said the wrong name there but i could have added this yeah so uh, i hope this podcast on. if anything is uh, uh i don't want to say a warm blanket but it's like your best friend that you just sit down and talk to and you're like i remember that from when i was a kid yeah i think that's awesome so yeah
0: we're gonna try something a little different this week. Uh, as we talk about each of these songs, we're gonna <coughs> kind of play them here on a, well, if, you ha- if, we, if we had the video, you could see it. We have, we're in my living room yeah. here and the TV's up, and video, I'm gonna play it on the- Video coming, there you go. We're gonna play it on YouTube, and we're gonna watch it, and then we're gonna you know, critique it and tell you what we think. Well, number 15 on the list is, let's
1: just play it and see if, what everybody thinks. Hopefully everyone can hear it in the background. Transformers, nobody forgets more than meets the eye. Oh, sound wave. That was the original one. Now there's, there's one that was... Uh, you remember they came out with the second one that's a little bit more slick in the 82, okay. 83 um, seasons. Um, but you get the point with Transformers. More than meets the eye. Yeah. Um, now, this is one of the classics that uh, went from a Saturday morning cartoon to being an everyday when you got out of school at like 3 o'clock... I mean, at least in Georgia, we got out around two thirty. When you're that age, uh, you wanted to be That's on a. T- used to get out. Yeah. yeah, you wanted to be on a TV with your favorite soda and your favorite chips, and you knew at least for an hour and a half or so, hour to two hours, that you were going to get, um, as I said earlier, a continuing storyline that has built off of things you've already watched. And so, um, you know, in that way, uh, that's how they sold even more toys. Because as the show progresses, you got to introduce new characters.
0: Oh, yeah. On this list, there's a bunch of these that you're like, this toy, not this toy, this cartoon was made for toys.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there are certain ones uh, where the toy came and then they made the cartoon. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's the case for a good number of them, but some had a multimedia deal where they were both released at the same time, and that was because of the Hasbro incident when it came to Star Wars toys. It's a very well-known fact that... Yeah, uh, it was
0: Kerner that made them, though.
1: Hasbro had first dibs and yeah. said, nobody's going to want a toy about this space opera, yeah. and they turned it down, <laughs> and then Kenner turned it into literally a billion-dollar business. They had no idea that Star Wars was going to take off the way it was, and they especially had no idea the, the fever of wanting these little action figures. Dear God, I wish I still had mine. Um, I'm in the same boat. It's um, so sad. I gave my brother... I've still actually got the Darth Vader head that you crack in half, yeah. and it has everyone in it, so he ended up inheriting that from me. Um I don't know. I got all the Ninja Turtles, he got the Star Wars stuff. Um but yes, I've still got some of the originals, but they're not in package and they're not complete, so they're worth something. But my gosh, it, you know, foresight, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. If you had the original Vader or the original Obi-Wan or the original Luke that had the telescoping, meaning literally back in the day listeners, if you don't remember these toys, there's a little like hole in the arm with a little tab and as you push the tab towards the wrist from the elbow the lightsaber would extend mm. and the very first ones for some odd ass reason the saber wasn't continuous the saber went like 90 percent, and then the last 10 percent of the laser was like very very tiny um production Thing I don't know maybe they didn't chop them off like they were supposed mm-hmm. to but that is the one um, kid you not they're ten fifteen twenty twenty five thousand dollars a pop. Good lord. Yes I uh, there used to be a show called uh, Toy Master. Oh yeah I remember that. Um, you know it's sort of like Storage Wars mm-hmm. or whatever you know it, but his thing was trading and selling toys and when you find that oh my gosh it's it's the amount of money people are willing to pay for this type of stuff is insane so a little off subject. For Star Wars, but it kind of wraps back in. Transformers were the coolest toys ever. They literally uh, would transform from a car into a robot. Now, did it? Wait,
0: that's two toys in one. That's
1: two toys. That is so funny because that's how they actually they prompt every commercial on TV. Two toys in one. You got a Rub on and a figure until they came out with the try ones that would turn into three different things. Um, But yes, like every I mean, Optimus Prime. And uh, Megatron were gold. I mean, literally, uh, you know, Optimus came with his bed. That turned into like a battle center. Yeah. And then you had Optimus himself. And then Megatron actually turned into a Walter, uh, what, Walter PK-3? Um, um don't it's, it's a type of pistol. Yeah, it's I, it, I, 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 I think I, it's the Walter that he turned I into. I not
0: have very many Transformers. So oh, I, I had
1: tons of them. Um, including uh, the, uh, what was it? The, the City. Um, gosh bless. Maximus something. You know how they all had weird names. Oh,
0: you had the... the, the I, I had the City, the city that, that turned into it. In, because my
1: brother got yeah. the, the Dinosaur. Uh, the yeah. purple dinosaur, not mm-hmm. Barney, but the giant purple Tyrannosaurus Rex that was just as big as. That's the going thing. to be
0: in this new movie coming out, I Yes,
1: think. yes, yes, it is. Um, and so we both got like the counters. It's like when I got the F 16, F 15 in G.I. Joe, yeah. he got the uh, A 1 Warthog. The uh, you know the
0: that's what I had I had the that, word he on. had the
1: you know the Cobra version, the cobra version yeah. so we went back and forth and we always traded toys and played in the whole nine yards Transformers one of my favorites though just because of the fact that they I mean you know it didn't take skill but it was fun to transform them into robots and kind of pose them with their big blasters and everything um, especially fun when they came out with the ones that would combine into bigger robots. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aerial Bots turned into something. The Constructobots, or Destructicons. The Constructobots turned into a uh, very smart thing. Uh, the Destructicons turned into that Bruticus, uh, the, the dumb robot that was just all power, no brains. You know what I mean?
0: Well, the cartoon, how, how long was it on?
1: I want to say at least six or seven years. And the only reason I want to say that is because... The earliest ones started with the original ones that you one, know the we police car yeah. um, bumblebee was actually a bug back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazz was the police mm-hmm. car, you had a Porsche, um, you had a medical vehicle, and then you had Megatron, who was the gun? You had Soundwave, who was the tape recorder, who yeah. most people think is the coolest decepticon of all time. and then you had the planes. Um, you know, several different types of planes. Uh, Because they flew, but the, you know, the Autobots were drivers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They went into different seasons. And I do remember it took at least four or five years for that movie to come out. And then after the movie came out, it was Optimus Rex. Mm. And then he wasn't a semi. He looked more like a futuristic car. Megatron uh, evolved in... To not Ultron, because that was a Marvel thing. Megatron turned into a different thing. He like Cybertron, Galacticus, the giant floating head, turned him into a few instead of a gun, a futuristic space cannon. Capable of blowing up a planet. That's how strong he was. Okay. And also, a uh, little nerd fact, uh, Leonard Nimoy was the voice. Uh that is Mr. Spock, for those who don't know from Mm -hmm. Star Trek, he was the voice of the giant floating head from Cybertron. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a really popular movie. It made actually money uh, Mm -hmm. in the theaters. I remember going and seeing it in the theaters. Uh, But that's when uh, Optimus Prime died. And so there was a new changing of the guard, and they went on a little bit farther past that, uh, even introducing um, three changers. Uh, I had the one that would go from a robot to a helicopter, to a tank. Wow. Um, and, I mean, you're talking about the amount of fun when mm-hmm. you're a little kid that you can have with that. Um, but they also started introducing female Autobots to try to yes. capture some of the younger girl mm-hmm. market at that time. And they were just as cool because some of them were ninjas. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how cool is a female ninja back then? Yeah. Super awesome. So it actually got, uh, you know, a little bit more... Um, they pushed sales a little bit when they started to decline. Yeah. Um, but it had to have gone on at least five or six years. And then, um, you know, the new movie is based off of the one from the late 90s, early 2000s when they rebooted it and it was all CGI, mm. the uh, Beast Wars. Yeah. So um, we're talking about a franchise that's been around forever. Yep. Um, side note the movies, um, for those listeners who might not have seen the original cartoon the movies by michael bay excuse me i'm sorry are great movies about robots who transform but they are not transformers movies <laughs> they're not in any way transformers they don't they don't they don't have anything to do with the original comic books because transformer was a comic book mm-hmm. at the time so it was gi joe um they have nothing to do with the original plot line whatsoever uh, but they 're great to see on like, hey, you know, but bumblebee being changed so much, the plot line being changed from you know the young kid and the young girl who discover them in the mountain and try to keep their secret, but they 're still defending the world from the Decepticons who are in an underwater base mm-hmm. um, you know, not like Justice League at all. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, earlier cartoon, yeah. but yeah, you know, where was the temple of Doom? Or not the Temple of Doom. The uh, oh gosh, uh, the Road Warriors uh, from wrestling used to call it the same thing. Oh, yeah.
0: you know yeah, what I'm about. Something though. of Doom. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was the no, bad guy. That was uh,
1: that was the uh, bad guys' hideout. It was also under the ocean. Um, but you're talking about a cartoon, so listeners, if you want to watch some classic '80s cartoons um, where the good guys win, you know what I mean and uh, there's a couple of laughs, but it, it, you know, it's a little bit older animation, so you have to kind of give it a little bit of yeah. leeway.
0: Well, you can tell that by hearing the song. That's that is. Oh, that, that was kind of rough, that wasn't is it? Rough. That was rough. Eighties synth.
1: Yes, it was. And but that was cool back then. Like, it really was. I mean, you know, with you, the certain rap you, yeah. that came out at oh, that wow, time. Oh, i to that. It's so robotic. Um, the freaks coming out at night by Houdini. Yeah. Uh, one of the most popular songs at the time, but it was the freaks coming out. At night. You know, they did the mm-hmm. robot voice. so... Yeah. I I do know what you're talking about in that. But, yes, classic, classic, classic um, 80s kids theme song that no one ever forgets. Because, again, more than meets the eye, it sticks in your head. And so it makes you want, I mean, you know, it's like now when you get the earworms with certain commercials. They know, they've positively proven that earworms will make you think about something if you're Mm -hmm. in the grocery store. So guess what happens if you're in Kmart back then or Rose's? And your mom's shopping and you happen to pass by no, the toy section. You're singing the song. Man. Uh, more than meets the eye. Mom, I want this, you know. So um, again, a very classic tune, one of the best ever.
0: Well, the next one on the list, I definitely had these toys. Um, they were big time toys, and you I, I had, you had all of them. Bought them all
1: separately as best I recall. Yes, you had you to buy them all separately.
0: Yeah. Um Anytime I'm somewhere now and I see this toy, I'm like, it is so awesome to see one in person.
1: Oh, yes. Listen to this, leaders. I mean, listeners. Voltron! Referenced in the Deadpool movie. And, by the way, if you're listening, guess whose voice that is. Optimus Prime. Oh, I hear it. with the good planets of the solar system, they maintained peace throughout the universe until a new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Voltron was needed once more. This is the story of the super
2: force of space explorers.
0: Wait, I'm starting to wonder how this made a list. This isn't so much of a song. I think it's more nostalgia.
1: Yeah. And it has, uh, again, uh, Optimus Prime's voice in it, but there was a different one than this. And remember, this was a Japanese port. Really? Yes. Um, So, listeners, you can't hear a lot of the music part of it. It did have a theme song at one point. But as Deadpool says, five lion robots make up one giant robot? Of course. Why wouldn't we want it? Um, A lot of this... This must be the part they're talking about, because this is the
0: most music we've had. Yes.
1: A lot of it based off of, let's say, Gotcha Man. Uh, That was in Japan during the 70s. Uh, where they had the different colors. Um, You'll notice a lot of Japanese ports from the 80s, like, uh, let's say, uh, the uh, Rangers. Different colors. You know, everybody had a different color. Things like that. Uh, So, yeah, this was absolutely one of the more popular um, cartoons on at the time. But as we just heard... As far as the theme song, I think the nostalgia comes more of the fact that Ultim- you know, Optimus Prime's voice was, these robots are protecting the universe. I don't think it had so much to do with the tune itself. Mm-hmm. Transformers, G.I. Joe, some of the ones we're going to get into, they actually had theme songs that were written for them, and you just can't, again, earworm, yeah. you can't get those theme songs out of your skull. This was not necessarily yeah, one of them.
0: Mm-mm. No, it was on every list I looked at, so I had to write it down here. But I, I would replace that. Um, I would. I, I, I would very easily put the Smurfs. in Did right we just there. watch
1: the opening thing or the intro? We watched the intro there. Do the opening theme, um, because Defender Voltron, Defender of the Universe. I'm afraid this is that be... is a song, and I'm, we're just I'm, missing it. I'm, I'm just being there be was like... a song that said uh, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. It was almost like um, flash Gordon. I really don't want to yeah see that one go um let's say let's go two over to that one right there that's let's see if that one because it says defender of of the universe theme and that's the one i remember this is the one i remember
0: this is the song
1: this is the song
0: okay it's kind of upbeat reminds me of something from marvel
1: It just had that kind of upbeat 30 minute loop available, an hour loop in the description. Oh my god, 10 hour loop! Yes, listeners, we'll see you in 10 hours. You're going to be listening to Voltron. We're just gonna, this is gonna be a
0: 10 hour podcast,
1: but this is the theme song. All right, this is the one I remember. Now, I do remember the original one because that's how they kind of got you hooked, Mm -hmm. but at some point it did become an instrumental, okay, and it sounds very 80s-ish, if you can kind of hear it. Oh, this is 80s. It. This is pure 80s. You, mean you hear Listen it. Listen to the synthesizers yeah. in the background.
2: Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun, dun. Almost like an HBO Friday night, you know oh, what I mean? With the big symphony yeah, sound yeah, to you, it. You can tell action is about to right. surmise. So yeah. that is the one that I remember, let's say, more than the intro. Although okay, I'll I do give you remember that. That was intro. a good theme. That's that, a great theme. That got theme. you excited. Hype, high, yeah. um, What what you would call high energy music, yeah. let's say. That made, I you, that made you want
0: it. to buy some toys
1: that oh my gosh i believe me my one of my happiest memories is when i finally got that middle bot yes i had all the four i had mm. the arms and the legs but i finally got the middle Remember bot the thing? i love that and toy. then when i put voltron Here. together mm. with that giant sword mm-hmm. i thought i was the coolest kid on the block mm-hmm. and uh yeah so much fun again back in the day i,
0: think I had him storm the castle grayskull there sometimes. you go i mean
1: that's that was the fun of it is you can have voltron come in and Kick Skeletor's butt just because you want the good guys to win back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was always nice for him. Um, him but man. Voltron, very, very popular. But play it that was, music and Voltron's kicking ass. <laughs> it was, again, it's a Japanese port, so uh, we don't get the Japanese style um, intros, but if you watch any cartoon from that era and watch the Japanese versions of them, always very fast-paced, high-energy theme songs. Uh, they knew their audience. Um, um, just to kind of go on a side note right now to kind of give you an example of what I mean by high energy, low energy, uh, again, I travel a lot for business and, uh, recently I've been, uh, I downloaded the app for the local radio station. I like listening to the local radio, it's talk radio, but however, there's songs in between it. Normally they're pop songs. Normally I turn the volume down because I'm not a pop fan. Um... Not that I hate it, it's just not my type of music. For some reason, the last two weeks, they have been playing the slowest, low energy songs ever. And I've actually had to shut the show off. I have emailed them and I have uh, texted them, the people I know individually, and said, please, these are not that popular of songs that you're playing. Like, please, 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 um, up the energy. Because you can't go from laughing your butt off listening to you guys, because you're doing such a good job, to a very slow R&B song. That's gonna kill your. That's gonna just wipe all the coffee right out of your system, and you're gonna just plop down your head first into your keyboard. It's not gonna work. (laughs) Um, And again, I I I go back to my original statement. Um, High energy gets you there. It's almost Mm -hmm. like pumping you up for what you're about to watch. So uh, the instrumental that you heard for Voltron definitely was the other version. you know the hey, hearing uh, you know Optimus Prime say his thing, very, very cool. However, at the exact same time, it's a little bit slower. So what did they do? They wrote a theme song, "High Energy," uh, and then released it. and that was the theme song at least I remember from the last part of the show. They didn't talk about it. Maybe they just needed to set some, like, uh, I guess, background story to it for the people that didn't know it from Japan. Yeah,
0: I mean, I understand that putting a story to anything for understanding, especially for a kid. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very important. Absolutely. And for something that's going to go on for years and has a very deep and... Goes way back. Many in the background. seasons. Yeah. I mean, Many we'll
1: be... seasons, lots of backgrounds. That's, I mean, you're talking about need that, space aliens. They and... needed something like that before every Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. So, Voltron, another one of those that I would highly recommend. Um, still to this day, very relevant, actually, just like Transformers. I mean, you can still go into most toy shops. And buy Voltron style characters. Yeah. There is no way you're going into a comic book shop or a retro toy shop and not, not finding Voltron in a display yeah. case someplace. That's just not gonna happen. This was iconic back in the day, and it was a great cartoon. Yeah. Again, five individual personalities, you know, and you'll notice a theme because, oh my gosh, Thundercats and masks and Silverhawks, Mm -hmm. and it was always a team yeah with they where they brought their own thing to the team uh sort of like a team that we talked about last week yeah each person brought something different to the table and so they did you know they copied the uh, adult style shows back then pretty much and they just made them a little bit softer and made them cartoons for kids
0: was voltron also a comic book
1: uh not that i know of i'm not going to say no because it probably was But I would think it would be a manga mm. first. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, I just don't remember buying that comic book. I okay. specifically remember buying some of these other comic books.
0: All right, all right. Well, because this next one, uh, it was—it's a comic. Because I was going to say, if it's—it's it's weird. Because we're starting. I'm, I was going to say this is going to be a theme. Because I think a lot of cartoons from the '80s were probably come from. Comics. You are hundred
1: percent right, Sunday. So listeners uh, in America. Uh, if you're overseas, or if you weren't old enough, uh, Sunday morning, the paper. I got it before my dad because I ripped the comic section out of it. Uh, Sunday morning comics, or even afternoon comics, in your everyday average. Yeah, they just were not Used in color. Real, They weren't in color. They were black and white. Mm-hmm. You got the color versions on Sundays. Um, you know, cartoons were more important back in the days. I mean, you have to think about it. Even uh, even earlier, like the Flintstones yes you know imitating uh the honeymooners mm-hmm. uh and different things like that the jetsons and you know there was some really hannah Hanna ba- barbera had cartoons going way back and they had already started the trend of attracting kids to a little bit more mature theme um but you have to have something to get you got to have that hook to get them in there and scooby scooby doo where are mm. you you can you can hum that and people will know what you're talking about.
0: Everybody knows that. It's um, probably the, one of the best of all time.
1: Throw that cat out for the night. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Again, Tough to beat. You have to you have to I think you have to have a catch and I really do feel like they you know kind of grabbed you with those theme songs yeah. back in the day. And so I think the 80s took a clue from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing different scooby-doo not really an overarch individual episodes with different monsters uh the flintstones i mean the only thing continuous is that the same characters are in it or they might reference sometime that fred was at work or something but these would specifically have three to four day episodes this one right here does not all right let's go what do we got uh, here? i'm gonna play this real quick off my phone because i made a reel out of this oh that's fine play it we'll just
0: play it and uh Let's see, here we go, play. If I can hit the button.
1: Recognize it? Garfield. Yeah. Garfield, actually Garfield and Friends was the name of the show. Garfield and Friends. So this one was 100%, as you said, a cartoon. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, in terms of like a Sunday morning or weekly cartoon, that was hilarious. Sold millions of books. Sold millions of posters. Um, Back in the day, it was actually really cool to put posters all over your wall when you were a teenager. Um, And believe me, everybody had at least one Garfield one saying something snarky about how he loved lasagna, hated Mondays, and loved to relax all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, That one isn't one of my favorite, I'm going to be honest with you, because we are talking about theme songs. Mm -hmm. That one is not one of my favorite theme songs. I thought it was kind of thrown together.
0: Yeah, it it is. It's fast. It's fast. But then Choppy. the cartoon itself is thrown together, in my opinion, because you got Garfield for a few minutes, then you go to that stupid farm.
1: Yeah, with the pig and everything. Yeah. I never understood why. I thought it was a way for him to kind of get more eyes on his second yeah. cartoon strip. Mm-hmm. But there is, uh, and that's actually great recall, because I had totally forgotten about the farm. Um, but yes, I never found the farm funny. I and always found n- Garfield funny.
0: Never overlap.
1: No, never. And if there had been overlap, it possibly
0: every now and again, it would have been uh, that could yeah. have made it okay.
1: If Garfield goes to the farm yeah. and has interaction, maybe mm. you'll find some type of connection mm. with this character like, oh. and then you'll be invested.
0: <laughs> Look at the funny pig. Look <sighs> at the pig in the mud. But, it's a, <laughs> but
1: it was like a pig and a lamb. and Yeah, yeah nah, I just no. wasn't. It wasn't no, just no, my opinion, wasn't like it wasn't good. And so, that's why I don't put Garfield, at least in my opinion, that is not in my top 10 at all. Well, that's why it's number 13. I uh, very much enjoyed the comic strip. Well... Had a... the books. The collection books. Yeah. Had one. I mean, being honest with you. Uh, it... But not, not my favorite Like live, ad- or not live, but cartoon then, adaptation. This
0: cartoon formed the... Uh, how do I say this? My favorite... Christmas special. Oh, okay. That's cool. Off of a cartoon. All right. That's and fair. It's Garfield's Down Home Christmas. Ah, I gotcha. And John um, takes Garfield and they go back to the farm. farm. That's right. That's oh right. my gosh. I had totally that. forgotten that. And in the 80s, it, you know, unless you recorded it, you didn't get to watch it. They didn't replay it. So I'd mm. always be, I'd look in the paper and they always only aired these things like right like at like the very beginning of December and then on Christmas Eve or something and I'm always like, I've got to get home. i got to go watch Garfield tonight.
1: That, that does kind of make me remember.
0: Yeah. So the Christmas specials that you would watch in the 80s that were the cartoons, mm-hmm. so you'd always watch the old ones like Rudolph and Frosty, but they'd always put new ones on for some of these cartoons. Agreed.
1: I was going to say... And uh,
0: you, ha- you would look in the paper, and that was just as important as your Saturday morning.
1: The, well, the Charlie Brown specials. Yeah. Um, I would say... Now, this is, I might be wrong here, but if you add Boomers, Gen X, Gen Z together, I don't believe there is a theme song that is more recognizable than the Peanuts theme song. The the piano. Yeah. <laughs> do do do, do do do, yeah. Do, yeah. do do do, do do do, do bom. I mean, again, songs can have a large impact on, I think, viewership. If, yeah. if if you and so at least for me um I the great pumpkin uh the christmas special that was something I never missed and I've tried to raise my daughter on it but the the animation is so old um that she is not necessarily a big fan of it no <laughs> um, well i mean she grew up in the cgi age yeah Um, And now CGI, certain movies are just so close to being photorealistic. I like the fact that they actually make the cartoon, like the characters, look cartoony Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't give you that kind of false sense um, like they're trying to be too realistic. Um, I think a lot of the, um, again, you know, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit with cartoons and different eras to just kind of contrast against the 80s. Once the 90s hit... Um, Outside of a certain few, that is when CGI was in its infancy, and oh my gosh, some of it is very dated. (laughs) You can even go back and watch the original Toy Story. Yeah, it looks rough. And I love that movie. I watched it every weekend in college, because at the time, I'm thinking, this is the best. Like, wow, look how realistic that Mm -hmm. looks. And then uh, me and Savannah, my daughter, watched all three in a row, mm-hmm. and the difference between yeah. one and three yep. is ridiculous. Um, well, what about one, one and um, four? Oh well, four. Even more. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Um, the and they just announced number. Wait five. till you see
0: five. Oh For, my gosh! Four and five, you're going to be like. I I lived this.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of it's How kind am of, I still alive. Ha, it's kinda of crazy because even <laughs> one looks a little fuzzy yes. at certain points. Like it like you can tell the frame rates weren't as fast. <laughs> but in terms of the story, just as good. Oh, no. Uh, just like the Charlie Brown uh looks just as good. Um I watched not I watched the uh episode about uh the Royals on South Park. Mm-hmm. Have not watched that show in a long time. Had no idea they upped the graphics on that the way they. Yeah, had. I watched um, their
0: whole COVID special thing.
1: Oh, I've watched both of those that movies. Was, that is that insane, hilarious, insane, funny. Off subject, but insane funny. Chin for diapers, question. chin diapers. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was a classic, classic movie. Those two guys really are geniuses. They, they, they don't, uh, which I love. They do not pull punches. They, they. They don't say, we're going to make fun of you, but not you. They just tear into anybody. They do. And they went so far as to have uh, certain Islamic groups put out, you know, a jihad on them. Put jihad on them. A jihad, I mean. uh, because they, you know, actually had Muhammad as a, you know, you're it not is. supposed to yeah. have graven images. And so they portrayed him, but they also—I mean, God bless—they had Satan and Saddam Hussein in bed together, talking pillow talk. So, uh, you know, they're they're out there. A right, bit. we're
0: going on to twelve, and I'm not even playing the song because you've already you've already been singing the only song that matters for this cartoon. Sure, what is it? Number 12 is some stupid cartoon called A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I listened to this theme song, and I got about 15 seconds into it, and I'm like, I'm replacing that one with Alvin and the Chipmunks for me.
1: Yeah, um, the, so A Pup was mm-hmm. not Scooby-Doo. Scrappy-Doo was not Scooby-Doo. The original mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo theme song was almost like a '70s surfer ballad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, was, it came out like in the Beach 60s, Boys or oh, uh, '60s. Okay, yeah. so it almost sounded like the Beach Boys recorded it. Almost a little bit in terms of like several male vocals. Yeah, it's got that uh, that kind of. A,
0: they want you to have that dazed, yes. laid back
1: feel. Hundred percent, yes, sir. Um, and uh, when they started the spinoffs, is when I stopped watching. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, um, it just. They I don't know why, they just didn't appeal to me the way Scooby Doo did. So I agree I would never, ever, ever put that one in my top ten. See, I, or uh, top fifteen even. The I'm only just... other
0: Scooby Doo thing I ever watched was there was one that, that had they put into existence right around the time that our children were born. Yes,
1: they redid Scooby Doo.
0: I remember that. And I watched That one, because that one was right on Netflix, right about the time our kids would have started to watch stuff like that. Yes,
1: absolutely. I do remember that. It was a great attempt. However, Mm -hmm. Casey Kasem is the only person, in my opinion, that should ever do Shaggy's voice. Um, (laughs) Matt Damon, or not Matt Damon, Matt Dillard, did the best he possibly could in the movies. Um, I liked the movies. I thought they were entertaining. They were bad. Um, However... There's you just can't man. There, there's, there's just iconic cartoons. I, there's certain things as we we discuss this even with our music podcast in the first season. You know, there's just certain things I don't like to see redone, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like they did a really good job on the redos. Now, Alvin and the Chipmunks, yeah, how that doesn't make everybody's list is beyond me because Alvin and the Chipmunks get played every single Christmas. True, every single. Christmas, the Alvin and think about that, like literally peoples who sang had their voices sped up mm-hmm. to sound that's how they had to do they it back to in the play day, the loop to loop loop to i you know, my gosh that and it brings back nostalgia like mm-hmm. we talked about. Alvin was a great, great cartoon, I mean, you know once again, colors. Green, red. I I even liked the uh, the new album of the Chipmunks that Nickelodeon did. Um, the movies weren't as bad as everybody said. I've watched no, the movies with my daughter.
0: I have to. I have so. a child that I just yeah. I've watched. Well,
1: them. remember our daughters are the same. Yeah, I know. Uh, the
0: the last one though that uh, came out when uh, the Force Awakens came out. What?
1: Oh no, Chipwrecked. I didn't. Yes, watch that one. no. Chipwrecked is the only one I have not seen. Yeah, me too. Uh, I've seen all of them up until that yep. point. Especially, I mean, well. Just to be honest, I'm a big Jason Lee fan. So, just mm-hmm. the fact that he was in it from My Name is Earl. I was thinking more about the, his uh, Kevin Smith films. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, but good movies. I mean, CGI mm-hmm. caught up enough where yeah, they it were looked not crazy. Bad. They were and not bad. they had the Chipettes in it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, mm-hmm. obviously came a little bit later in the series as mm-hmm. the as companies decided they they needed more girls buying oh toys. man all oh,
0: this is working out so well i don't even plan it okay <laughs> number 11 this i think i think this was more of a a girl cartoon
1: actually if um, it's the one i'm thinking about yes but more boys watched it without admitting it
0: and this song Right here, I really hope you guys. Oh, this
1: is the one I'm thinking of. It's a classic.
0: I, I need to, we're gonna, I'm, we're both gonna apologize. We're trying this t- song thing for the first time. Yeah, if, if something the audio in. sounds bad, we really apologize.
2: Ooh, James, so jam. Jam.
1: This the actually. Jam. This actually sounded like an 80s song that could be on the radio. I'm going to tell you something about that in just one second. Jim's Um,
0: outrageous.
1: So, very cool theme song. Very good vocals. They have have blue, white, and green hair, dude. Again, all about colors back in that day. But think about that. This is high energy, like we talked about. It gets you hyped. Um, And uh, I don't know why Jim... What
0: was her name again?
1: I can't remember. I think maybe Jim. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never understood why uh, Jim, uh, her special power was to turn into Star Child from, uh, you know, Kiss. Yeah, I know. But hey, it worked. And uh, I will be honest, and I was a Closet Jim fan. Huh. Overarching stories. Hmm. You know, not a bad, I mean, I hate this, you know, for, for back in the day when machismo was a lot more than it is today. Oh, yeah. Um, that was one of the cartoons that I secretly watched because it was a smart show. It had a continual storyline and it was about a band, man. I, I kind of enjoyed the fact that it was about a band. It
0: was so heavily influenced by MTV. Yes, you could tell in the fashion and everything the else. hair, the
1: hair, the makeup, and uh, the, the style. The, sti- the
0: way that she performed—it was, you know, I think one it, of she the, even looked kind of looked like Tiffany.
1: I was going to say uh, one of the first cartoons that I remember where the girls wore miniskirts, yeah, or not provocatively, but more, let's say, uh, more kind of like at the age that you know, I, you know, we're ten, like I said, seven to fourteen, whatever yeah. that age group is. Mm-hmm. It was about. 18 to 21-year-old girl rockers. Yes. They dressed like 80s, 18 to 21-year-old yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that they represented fashion at that time. Exactly. Um, with, again, the big, the big Heather uh-huh. Locklear hair. Um, again, I don't know why they copied the star child with the thing on her eye, but that's when she was in her special singing mode or whatever you want to call it. But, yes, 100%, you can't forget that theme song um number one they say the name a hundred times but yes um it was done well it's like an, it, it really sounds like something you would hear off the radio in the 80s just a very really shortened mm-hmm. version of it and so.
0: i read that in some if not all of the episodes that each they featured three specifically brand new written songs every episode
1: um i can see that
0: you know what that's like that's like the monkeys, man. That's the thing thing they the did monkeys, when they did the monkeys back in the sixties. It went for like two episodes, not two episodes, two seasons, maybe three. The monkeys did that was yeah. Nice. It wasn't
1: long, but they were super popular, and yeah. nobody knew that they did not play their or sing their own songs. So. But it didn't matter, because they were new, original songs in the vein of the Beatles. Yeah, not writing your own material back then was, was weird. Oh, it wasn't more than a decade later yeah. that one of the biggest scandals ever with Millie Vanilli. Yeah, I know, but, the fact that, but they, at least they, they performed them, at least. Uh, they did is... not sing them. They lip-synced every last one of oh, them. Oh, on TV, yeah. But the Monkees did not sing. They yeah. did not play their own instruments. They played their own instruments. Um, badly. But... I've seen the documentary.
0: Yeah, but um back to Jim here and her uh three songs they would they would write. That's they I don't think that they do that anymore for I can't I think, I can't think of, of, of another cartoon in twenty
1: years that did that.
0: I can't think of a single cartoon they would write more than a theme song or an
1: outro okay for. I would say there's one example and it's the Warner Brothers cartoons. So things like the Animaniacs.
0: I, I oh, I was like, wait a minute, Muppet I, I was Babies, thinking Looney Tunes for some reason, or Looney. Well, Looney Tunes that, a little bit that earlier. Was, that stuff was already written that they're using. Those. Yeah, that's they would put music. words
1: to classical songs. Yeah. But the Animaniacs, they had their own songs. They literally they made them up for the. And that's the nineties. They're one. right. Yeah. Uh, Muppet Babies had a couple of songs, not as many. Uh, Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes, rather, mm-hmm. as you corrected me earlier, off mic. Tiny Toons had songs that they... It but me... I can't think of think of anything else. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of another show outside, again, of Warner Brothers where, like you said, original kind of 80s pop song that they would throw together just for them performing on stage. And they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, makes you know... I wonder
0: if these singers on this cartoon ever went on to have any fame.
1: Well, a buddy of mine... Uh, who was in a band for a really long time, they wanted to make it big. They didn't. One of their members did. Went on to actually be in a band that's named. I won't go into it. He told my friend that studio musicians make famous people look like idiots. Hmm. Meaning that there are people that can play so much better than the people you're seeing on stage yeah what they don't have is the creativity to create the song Mm -hmm. they can reproduce your own stuff better than you can play it but they can't create out of their own will they don't have that musical gene or whatever that lets them uh compose things Mm -hmm. so there's a big difference between composing music and just playing music you know what i mean yeah and so the fact that they compose songs was pretty impressive yeah I mean it just it really was. It was impressive.
0: Well, we're gonna take a quick break here. It's uh be a couple of minutes for us, but nothing for you, and we'll be back uh shortly. And we are back. And we're coming into the top ten, and number ten is of the fifteen best cartoon theme songs of the nineteen eighties. And most of these are Saturday morning cartoon theme songs, by the way. Number 10 is The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And I don't care about you, Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be with Ben Davis on this one. Um, I did watch it sparsely. Um, There is nothing about that theme song that makes it within the top 20, even top 30. I don't understand that ranking. Um, Maybe whoever wrote it. And maybe a special place in their heart for is Winnie it, the Pooh. It's not
0: the song that plays it on the Winnie the Pooh ride, is it? No,
1: it's not. No, it's not. Okay.
0: All right. Then, then yeah, then it doesn't deserve to be. No,
1: I'm, I'm, uh, listeners, we apologize. Uh, I I know we're usually chock full of content, but this is not one we're even going to bother no, going skip... into because you know neither... what could go here? What what could go here? The real Ghostbusters. Absolutely, 100%. You know, 100%. Go here, you
0: know you, you've asked this question. I have, yeah. This I, is a
1: cartoon.
0: Of a movie. It has a song written specifically exactly. for a movie that's made specifically for a cartoon. Yes, you're
1: 100%, 100% right. Uh, the Ghostbusters song, who are you going to call, uh, is a Halloween staple. We've had a Christmas staple or two. Uh Now we have a Halloween staple. You will not listen to the radio during Halloween season and not hear who you're going to call. I'm sorry. You know what?
0: I can do you one better. You will not walk down this street Mm -hmm. on Halloween and not see my wife's Tesla parked out front doing a Tesla light show to who you're going to call.
1: That's fantastic. I live in a neighborhood (laughs) um, where they, uh, you know, it's a golf and tennis club. I'm not rich. We just have a golf, whatever. But uh, they have a parade of golf carts. Yeah. Because that's the easiest way to get around. If I want to go see my buddy Chris down the road, it is such a waste of gas. It's a little bit of a walk. I should just take the walk. But if you have a golf cart, it's pretty cool. Most people within my neighborhood have non-golfing golf carts, if you know There's what I mean. There's
0: a few of those in this neighborhood, too. Um,
1: and they're fantastic. And I'm telling you, 1,000% uh, on Halloween night, because of the affluence of the neighborhood, we get them dropped off by the bus load. Yeah. Now, it's huge. So they can only hit certain parts of the neighborhood at a time. However, near the end of the evening is when the kids that live there go out. hmm I swear, They're, I mean, I'm talking maybe, I'm, and this, this is on the low end, 30 to 40 golf carts. Pumping that song along with Monster Mash, <laughs> the typical thriller, yeah. the typical um, Halloween-themed songs. But Ray Parker Jr. wrote a song. That is going to go down. I mean, it'll it'll probably be playing like within the. It'll have a hundred year anniversary. I'm almost convinced of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, will. Because the song is so good. Number one. That's that's the key. Is the song is fantastic to begin with, and then having it attached to a cartoon, um, you absolutely love hearing the song. Now, I will say about the cartoon before we play a little snippet of the song for you guys. Um, They did change the characters' appearances a little bit. They kept the same names. Um, Slimer, the ghost, was still in it. So those of you who have not seen Ghostbusters or um, if you're overseas and haven't seen it, um, 100% uh, one of our top 80s movies. Um, We we didn't do horror. We didn't add Mm -hmm. it in horror because it's not horror. It is comedy. Pure and simple, it's comedy um there's nothing scary about it whatsoever to me at least
0: you cannot have a top 80s list and not have the ghostbusters
1: i agree with that i mean even if you went with like top 180s songs ghostbusters is going to make that list yeah yeah. um and so the cartoon was fantastic had all the toys um that went along with it now those were toys that came uh after the cartoon but, I mean, you could buy Ecto-1. You could buy all the individual guys. They had the proton packs on their back. And there was a little thing on the back of it. As you spin it, it made it look like it was spiraling. You know, mm-hmm. it was cool. They came with the little ghost catchers. Um, you got Slimer if you bought Ecto-1. So, this one, um, yeah, come on, man. This this one is really uh, a cartoon. Made a, Made a video game out of it. Didn't oh, do really? as popular because it was um, early iteration uh, kind of video games. But you were in Ecto One and you caught the ghosts by driving. Oh, okay. you were driving around the city yeah. and you would just catch them in the top of the top of the thing. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, there was a PlayStation Three port that was supposed to be Ghostbusters Three, mm-hmm. and it's the last Ghostbusters kind of uh, genre that the uh, guy who died uh, why is my brain going oh yeah away? harold Ramis. harold Ramis recorded it with everybody bill murray oh yeah dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody i mean it was all the original cast and it was more of like a 3d adventure like mm-hmm. you went into houses you actually had to coordinate like yep. your npcs if y'all were all together, forget it. Like, you had to get in different angles and then draw the ghosts down. But Dan Aykroyd is on record saying that that was actually the uh, film version of Ghostbusters 3. That's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Never took off, never got a, uh, you know enough money to produce it. So, they made a video game out of it instead, and it was a very popular video game. And, of course, what was the theme song? It's
0: got to be the same
1: thing. It was the exact same thing. I mean,
0: why? why, That's like... That's like if you're a billionaire and your entire life you've had turkey and cheese for lunch. Why
1: change? Why? Um, There's just certain things that don't need to be changed. You got a little snippet of it for us?
0: No, nah, we're going to move on.
1: Okay, that is yeah. fine. I um, mean, but it, no, it, anybody? Why would
0: I play the Ghostbusters theme song? If you don't know what the Ghostbusters song is by now, then there is no help for you.
1: I'm, um, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm going to give Ben Davis 100% props <laughs> on that. That is 100% true. Uh, but, yes, the real Ghostbusters, because remember, there were two of them. They actually added the real to it later. There were two cartoons oh, <clears> about <throat> I forgot, Ghostbusters. I And one was absolutely horrible. Did not resemble the cast at all. Um, And then there was the uh, second one where they ended up calling it The Real Ghostbusters. They kept the names from the movie. They kept the song rights. Um, The only thing they did was inexplicably just change the way some of them looked. Their
0: appearances were weird. Uh,
1: Yeah, but... Great, great cartoon back in the day. Well, rolling into number nine is um, one that
0: I did not watch, and we're going to give it a play here. It is
1: Mask, one of my favorites.
0: It's got an awesome theme song, though. I really like the the synthetics. Synthetic one of the best synthesizers ever. of it. Oh. Let me turn it around here so you can get a view of it on my phone. I, I already
1: know it memorized. Oh, I was mem- say, get the audio memorized? closer to the mic. This is an 80s song.
0: This is so 80s. What, what's the helicopter doing? A helicopter turned into a plane.
1: Yes, that was their whole thing, is that their masks could pro- project things and they could change their vehicles. Well, why Um, did that old man get a big mask? They were all triple changers. So, my favorite character was the motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. What about that kid riding R2-D2 there? He's sort of like the version of uh, the young kid from Transformers. There's always got to be a young protagonist somewhere in there back in the day. Oh, yeah. But, yes, Mask. One of my favorites ever had all, literally all of the toys. Um, Just... they were triple changers. Like, you know, they could go between different things. Uh, had great bad guys. Had great good guys. Um, the motorcycle guy was the smartass. He was like the Donatello, um, you know, of the, the group. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the cowabunga or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a kind of a deep cut. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know too many people that remember this one the way I do. I bet but- you they remember... The toys? The toys, possibly. Because um, the toys were super popular. I mean, again, at that time with Transformers, mm-hmm. they just played, they kind of played I, off of that a I little really bit. I really
0: think the toys are more popular than maybe the cartoon. Mm-hmm.
1: There is no doubt about that. The cartoon didn't last very long. The toys sold very, very well. Um, really bright colors, mm-hmm. um, and again, the masks being able to do what they could do, and the fact, again, I'm riding around on my helicopter, and I just flip a couple things, or my motorcycle, I flip a couple things, and it's a small chopper riding around, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I had the, the lead car was a sports car that turned into a plane, um, you know, had wings that folded out of the bottom, jet plane, whatever. Um, there was just a bunch of difference. It was pretty, uh, it was, I won't say original.
0: What was the deal with the humans then? There was like a group of humans that met at the beginning in this like little oval building and then they had masks go on. Right, that was, that was a
1: special task group that Mm -hmm. was to fight the bad guys that also had the masks on. Okay. Yeah, so... Pretty simple in terms of plot line. So, these humans,
0: would, would they be inside of the planes or the. Yeah, they, they each had their
1: own individual. So it's, it's very vehicles. similar
0: to the Transformers plot.
1: Unfortunately, a little bit too similar. Yeah. Um, however, no robots. It was humans with vehicles that transformed.
0: So we got the technology ourselves and just built them to do these things right. without having their own minds. Right.
1: Now you got it. Mm. Yes. So we're like, so still you, this again, idea. If you're but... in a motorcycle and you're about to jump the Grand Canyon, just flip it into helicopter mode and fly right over it. And so the bad guys had mm-hmm. the same thing. So if you're not winning your battle... In a motorcycle, then switch modes. Go to something different and yeah. see if you can win that way. Getting kids' attention through multiple venues. You didn't just get a motorcycle. You got the chopper, too. And then having the masks part, of it was, it was pretty super awesome. They had holograms and things like that. It was pretty darn cool, if I'm being honest. The toys sound better than the cartoon um cartoon was awesome, just didn't get a lot of love yeah it
0: just i don't know it just the cartoon I mean the toys just sound like something I, like um, oh playing with. that sounds awesome
1: yeah I mean if we, like Joe you know, let's say reference back with the transformers yep. cartoons just as awesome as the toys okay. uh g i Joe just as popular as the toy mask, the toys. Kind of outshone the cartoon, right. just to be honest with you. But still, one of my top ones ever because you heard the theme song. Yeah, it, it, cool. it, it is. It was actually a song, not just some little blurb that they threw in there just to kind of get the credits, you know, the intro credits rolling and stuff like that.
0: All right, well, number number eight here. I might get some uh, pushback on this. All right, for fair. not having cause this is pretty high on the list for me to do this. Number eight, unless you've heard of this one. I'm sure. not going to play a song and I'm gonna, we're going to
1: move on. Sure. Uh, Denver, the last dinosaur? I know of it. Never watched a single episode. And when we, you know, we prep, listeners, we do prep for these things. Not much. We, last season, we really prepped, had all the info. We're trying to do a little bit more natural stuff this year, um, or this season, rather. And so I will be honest with you as soon as I saw it, I just moved on. Yeah, I listened um, to
0: it. Did you listen to it at all? No,
1: didn't even okay, listen to it. Okay, it's
0: got more of a, um, well, if we were to think of it now, it'd be like a, a classic rock. Okay. A, an 80s classic rock feel to it.
1: Yeah, I just don't know this cartoon at all. Yeah. I, I didn't even know it existed. I'm right. being honest, I didn't even know it existed. All
0: right, well then, so let's stop talking about it. And do you, what would you have that you would like to say, well, why is Silver this Silver
1: Fox. Silver
0: Hawks. Alright, well you talk about that and I want to look this up. You've got
1: to pull this one up because this is an iconic 80s one. So the idea was that uh, the superheroes had spacesuits and there were different colors just like everything during that time. And they could attach their arms they would attach their arms to their like kind of waists or like their thighs and then they would pull out Wings, sort of like a flying squirrel looking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's how they fought battles, uh, was with their aerial maneuverability and things like that. This is one of those hidden gems uh, where the theme song uh, is so much cooler. I mean, I hate to say it, but it is. The theme song is so much cooler than the actual show. And unfortunately, the toys did not do well. Mm Because what they had is a little like catch at the hips on the toys. And when you brought the arms down and pulled out, it brought out the wings. But they had the genius idea of making the wings out of a material that would rip constantly. Hmm. So not the greatest design on a toy. That's why I think it failed miserably. However... If you listen to the theme song, it is a classic eighties theme song.
0: If you've caught the the drift here and there's there most every one of these cartoons toys. Toys toys
1: toys. I think that was the I think that was something that really pushed eighties cartoons. As we
0: move into the next to the rest of these, other than one of them, toy no, two of them, toys are not really
1: Pushed hard with a Well, opinion. then, like the listeners, yeah. I am looking forward to seeing the We're getting to ready to what hear what the, the Silverhawks. Yes, Silverhawks. So, Silver let's
0: hear this. I'm interested. alley ho. Okay. They are.
1: 100% in space. Yeah, that's what their suits are for. Yeah. See what I mean by the uh, kind of like flying it, squirrel where they that pull That guy's it playing a guitar, man. In the show, he was a guitarist. He's a space cowboy. He was a space cowboy that played electric guitar. Is that Steve Miller? I <laughs> might be. It <laughs> might be. But you can see the enemies are interesting in their own way. It almost reminds me of, like, the 70s, though. Um, it does. Uh, it reminds you, it, but this was one of those things where the Americans did their best part to try to em- emulate a Japanese cartoon. I can see that, too. So look at the animation style, Very but much. tell me that theme song isn't rocking. I mean, for a cartoon. That was really
0: good. That was a good theme song. I enjoyed that. Yes, and it was a great
1: cartoon on top of it. It's just the toys sucked so bad. And I really do believe that was their downfall.
0: I can honestly say that if I were driving in my car and that were to come on, Yeah, you'd listen to it. I would not skip
1: it. No, that is a a great example of an 80s synthesized Mm -hmm. um, style song. It has...
0: Silver, silver. Pumping your fist, you know, has the like, you know,
1: the call in the background. Um, No, it is. It's great. It's, uh, but again, I think the reason that one crashed and burned um, was because when they tried to transition over to toys, they were terrible. I mean, (laughs) terrible. It was like you know the, um, you know, Japanese flags or Japanese flags. God bless japanese fans that you pull out that's how the the arms worked oh yeah so Mm. literally you you there was a little thing on their hip and you attached the arm of the character and when you lifted them out it brought out one of those but guess what, what 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 so as a kid what always happened to your japanese fan inevitably oh it's gonna rip It's going to rip or it's going to misfold. Yeah. And then once that happens, there's no getting back the original press. Nope. And so I had every last one of these toys. I had all the members. And, um, yeah, it was just really disappointing as a kid to get a toy that sucked. Especially (laughs) when you really enjoyed the cartoon as much as I did. So, well.
0: On to the next one here. Now we're into number seven. We're into the top seven now.
1: Top seven. 80s
0: cartoons. 80s cartoons, baby. Yeah, no, no, this was a late 80s one. And this this one, I put this reel out and I put this as a long form, so it's over 35 30, seconds. Remember, uh,
1: not to interrupt Ben Davis, I do apologize. Subscribe, yeah. like, or comment, please. Exactly. Uh, we ask very little out of listeners um you don't have to send us money no patreons no nothing um just hit that little like button to let us know that you enjoy uh what we're throwing out there because some of the reels that ben davis put out for this episode especially were fantastic because they played some of these songs
0: well chip and Dale is the one everybody liked the
1: most because it got over
0: two and a half thousand views alone
1: Chippendales was, you know, you got the one guy with the bomber jacket, you had the other one with the red... Nut. I mean,
0: you got... Dude, they're dressed like Indiana Jones. Jones Magnum P.I.
1: Literally, that's okay, who they on. were. You had the hat with the jacket yes. and then the Hawaiian T-shirt. 100% were playing straight off of recognizability from early yes. 80s, you know, machismo guys or... Whatever You know, just uh, uh, really action-packed things, mm-hmm. um, and on top of it, it was a funny cartoon. Um, not the funniest, but it was a great, great cartoon. It really it was. It had a storyline. It did. You were Seasoned 100% a right. Season. It was not a episodal thing. It mm-hmm. really was something through each episode kind of played into the overall arc of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, one of that one one hundred percent. Why do you put Winnie and the Pooh in there and not you know, I mean it was just this is a classic eighties cartoon. And this
0: is something that generally you as a eighties kid you would this would be something you would watch because you remember Chip and Dale previously from old cartoons a you very watch, old cartoons. You know, like, yes sir it's like wait chip and dale they look different oh i definitely want to watch this
1: yeah they added you know they were just two chipmunks yeah and, you know that were funny and mm-hmm. then they added like you mm-hmm. said the indiana jones right. and the magnum pi and then all of a sudden even adults were kind of like wait a minute here i see what you're doing mm-hmm. there and then now they talk Yes. Before,
0: they had like little squeaky voices.
1: Like squeaky this. voices. They talked regular in this one. Yes, sir. So, another great 80s cartoon. Um, definitely, I believe, one of those ones that doesn't get the credit that it deserves. I don't think it has no. the recon- I don't know why it doesn't well, they, have.
0: Well, they did give it some good credit because they made the movie on Disney+. Plus.
1: That is true, but how
0: did that movie do? Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched I thought it was great, personally I did was a too right
1: according to numbers how did you, I don't know how the streaming numbers were i did not not them. not particularly great, especially when you consider like the Smurfs, yeah, um, you know those movies made a lot of money for whatever reason now. When well, you mo- had have... those
0: movies specifically made for to be released theatrical though, and then because of COVID, they took those
1: theatrical. Yes, well, a... this was made specifically for Disney Plus. So it that is not true. Have had the... um, and so, uh, <coughs> but it wouldn't have, let's say, the swing of the Mandalorian or Obi Wan or well, some I mean, of the not, other stuff.
0: Okay, you, I can't let you compare Chip and Dale. To uh, the Mandalorian or Boba Fett or Obi Wan. Mandalorian Kenobi.
1: was a standalone Star Wars project that it accidentally was. blew up. It, it was did. about well, it a it Mandalorian. It was about a
0: Mandalorian, but everybody knew the, a Mandalorian being Boba Fett. And Boba Fett is See, surprisingly a huge number one f- I I, I would from...
1: only disagree in the fact that. If you only watch the movies, you don't know that Boba Fett, excuse me, Boba Fett, or Boba Fett, or whatever you want to call him, yeah. is a Mandalorian. You had to go into the depths of the Clone Wars that told about the, the yeah. siege of Mandalore, the Dark Um, You know, what was the name? Oh, gosh, you're better at this than I am. What was the name of the group? Midnight Suns, or uh, well, what was it? The, uh, they called them terrorists, but they just wanted to liberate yeah, Mandalore. Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't it's know It's the I one that, that uh, Darth Maul led after oh, he defeated... I thought they were the...
0: Dark, didn't you say Dark Sun?
1: Yes. Was that I it? That was it. Did yeah. I pull that out of my butt? You might have. But anyway, they went into that lore. So that's the only reason I'm going to separate it um, is because... You really didn't know what you were getting with the... Me- you certainly didn't know about Grogu or Baby Yoda or whatever. No,
0: that was probably
1: one of the biggest surprises That of was home. a cute They kept that... Hey, congratulations to Disney for keeping that one under wraps for as long yeah. as they did. So the only reason I'm comparing it... And you are correct. They are not comparable in most mm. instances. What I'm comparing is that you took a kind of a one-off. Mm. And sometimes you get awesomeness and sometimes you, you yeah, you know what I mean sometimes let's say you don't get as awesome
0: okay maybe I mean again I, I think I think it was a pretty I thought it was a great movie I really did I thought everybody did a great job in it and, but even the fact that they made it shows that this the cartoon had to have had some type of impact. Appeal. Yeah, had to have had an impact. Don't get me it wrong. It is streaming fairly strong, I would say.
1: But on there's a Disney reason why Plus. there's one of those and there's four Smurf movies.
0: I think that's toys, I'd say. The, the Smurfs toys still sell today. See, now, uh, now Chippendales, might, I've not, Chippendales, I've never seen a toy. I've never seen a You're 100% toy other than right. Plushies at Disney.
1: They yeah, the plushies. I've never seen figurines. I have those
0: upstairs, along with the rest of them, like every other parent who but takes children for, to for the
1: Smurfs. For me, though, I've never known them outside of little figurines that are pre posed. You Pretty can't much. move them. But you. The, but they sell those at toy stores. Uh, agreed. However, you're talking about six seasons of the Smurfs. It appealed to somebody for some reason. Yeah. Hank Azaria as uh, Gargamel was a great choice. Yeah. Um, I just, like, again, loved the show. Don't get me wrong. It was one of my favorites. Yeah. I just felt like some of their advertising choices weren't the greatest. Does that make sense? Uh huh. I don't feel like they gave it the, the, the same push they gave Alvin and the Chipmunks. I don't feel yeah, like okay. they got the same push. At some of the other Disney properties, I there's more. Okay, so like Milo and Stitch,
0: mm-hmm, yeah. There's
1: a lot more. That is a movie that I saw a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. My daughter has never seen it; has no interest in seeing it. Wow. However, there is a ride, and there are millions of toys. Yeah. So I think it just depends on where you put your dollars at. You know what I mean? Yeah. This could have blown up and been really popular had they put the same emphasis like the chipmunks behind it. Mm. So that's just kind of where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I well, I don't, could, think, there's a, I don't think there's a right or a wrong. It could have been I just, bigger. I just feel like it could have
0: been bigger, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It could have. I guess from a a fan like myself perspective was... Hey, I got to see it, so it's big for me.
1: Well, I would, I would compare it, and this is really a stretch by comparison. It's like Firefly, the show. Uh-huh. It had one season, written by Joss Whedon, Space Western. If Fox had actually shown the damn season in order and put any effort into advertising, yeah. because you're talking about the same guy that directed uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Which were two massive oh, yeah. CW hits. Yeah. They had massive ratings. If they had chosen to tr- give it the same treatment, Firefly would have given me a couple of more seasons. And uh, it was by the grace of the fans who took out. Literally, there was. I was part of the main fan base on a particular website. We all donated a dollar took out a full-page ad in Entertainment Weekly, (laughs) save Firefly. And that was a grassroots campaign done solely by fans. So, you know, when it comes to this, I don't know if it had the, you know, with the internet and everything, of course, things are more feverish than they would have been back then. Mm -hmm. I just don't ever feel like this one was given the push that it deserved.
0: Okay. All right, well, uh, let's see. Number six, I think it was a... I don't really want to play it because... Well, think what it's, is it? We'll it's decide. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. No,
1: you don't need to play it because it sounds think, a lot like the video game.
0: I think it doesn't sound enough like the video game. I think they blew it. I think that's all you need to have.
1: I agree. You were 100% right. It sounds like the video game, but it's not the video game kind of tune. It was a good cartoon, it wasn't great, um, and they missed a huge opportunity given the fact that at that time, remember, what was one of the number one, not within total demographics, but one of the most popular kids' magazine subscription was, do you remember, but,
0: but was this the Nintendo Magazine?
1: Nintendo Power.
0: Yeah, very I, good. I almost said Power Nintendo, but I'm like, that oh, it. Oh,
1: dude, you should have said it. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's the one that went over new video games, old video games, and every single one of them taught you cheat codes. Yeah, I bought it at Toys R Us when we went. I had a subscription. I did um, a subscription. No. He would come to my house. I couldn't wait to learn about the new video games that were coming out, and that went along with GameStop, with Game Informer. Man, we didn't get a game around here game for a Game Informer turned from a great opinionated video game thing into try to be something serious when you're talking about fictional media. Like you can only take seriousness so far. Yeah. And then a lot of really unpopular articles written because the People who were there, if I'm being honest, got way too big for their pants. (laughs) Um, Nintendo Power never took itself too seriously, and kids loved it. That's the huge difference. Um, But that fueled my love of video games. Again, once I learned cheat codes, I mean, it's fun to beat a game, don't get me wrong. But sometimes, like Doom back in the day, one of the original first-person shooters, like came... Uh, out of the same studio that made Wolfenstein. Mm -hmm. um, ID Studios, because ID BFG2000 was a code, or ID God was a code. And when you put it into Doom, you could, number one, become invincible, or they gave you a gun that's not available till the end of it. And you can imagine what BFG stands for, if I say big <laughs> is the first word, and gun is the last word. Codes uh, became such... Easter eggs in video games yeah. became such a huge thing. So I'll give you an example. I don't know if this is... I don't want to jump ahead, but I don't know if this is in our, our top five or not. However, I watched She-Ra.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not because I was a huge She-Ra fan, but because, believe it or not, in every episode of She-Ra, they hid something, a particular character. Mm-hmm. They hid him in the background. Mm. And at the very end of the show, they would tell you the scene that he was in. <laughs> so I would watch intently trying to be that kid who's like, there he is. You know, I found him. So there's different ways to get like audiences to tune in. Um, and so I just feel like it depends on which way you come at it.
0: You know, they have a, a He-Man and She-Ra Christmas on Netflix. I did not know that I wonder that, if really. that character's in that.
1: Wow, that's cool. A lot, I mean, not to, again, not too off-subject, but people don't realize that Red Sonja was originally in... For us 80s <laughs> kids, yeah. God bless, I don't think anyone that wasn't a teenager or a 20-something-year-old in the 80s even know who Red Sonja is. <laughs> Um, I don't remember who played her, but. Yeah. I don't either, and that's sad because I did yeah. three seconds ago. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, but, you know, she got her start in one of the Conan uh, mm-hmm. movies uh, that Arnold's, but she had spinoffs that made tons of money. So, again, I'm going off subject so because She Ra right. trying again to get more girls listening or listening, watching, watching. TV shows like that in the afternoons. Um, and I'll be honest, She kicked ass. So, that's all there was to it.
0: Oh, right. right. Now we're into our top five. And our top five top starts five. with this oh my one. Gosh.
1: This is going to be interesting to me. You recognize it yet? Just let me listen. <inaudible> <inaudible> Definitely 80s. Oh. oh, the Sword of Omen. Never mind. Yeah. Thundercats. Thundercats. Best, one of the best cartoons ever. Well, the people online seem to
0: think so. Social media is popping on this one
1: again. You know, we kind of went back with the toy push, kind of congruent with the theme song. I mean, listen to that. Yep. Horns, '80s synthesizer, thunder, thunder, thunderclap.
0: And they're basically wearing leotards.
1: Yeah, yeah, they sure were. Like, even the dudes were wearing like onesies. Yep. Um. But you had kids. You had the two, Kit and Kat. So there were younger characters. Uh, You had uh, Panthro, who was the martial artist with the nunchucks. Okay. So people loved that back in the 80s, because that's also when Ninja and Mm -hmm. some of the others... The
0: nunchucks were big in the 80s.
1: Oh, gosh, for whatever people. I mean, well... You know, you know, Bruce Lee The Karate Lee Kids, man. We talked yeah. about it at the Karate beginning. Kid, Bruce Lee, people love that. Um, you had Tigra, um, who could make himself invisible, and he had the whip with the three bolos on the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you had Chitara, who um, could run faster. You know, she like, left a train. She was almost like the Flash. <laughs> and then you had Lionel, a person that was a little bit younger, but was super strong. Uh, had the guidance of jaga uh one of his forefathers, and had the sword of omens and his voice is iconic like that that voice that thunder thunder thundercats ho oh, everybody who watched that show remembered that they actually revived it um in let 's say um late. 2000s. They made like a movie, didn't they? Well, they made a movie, but then they actually had a show. Okay. And it was a little bit different than the original. Had all the same characters. But this time, they added like a Japanese spin to it. Mm -hmm. So when he went into full Lino mode, he had like literally a lion bodysuit. Like a mechanic lion bodysuit. Oh. And so did uh, Mum Rock. So, it was a little bit different. Yep. And they tried to make it a little too serious. I'll never forget this. There is an episode where they are running. Because this one was Mumra's kicking the crap out of them. It was, no, they're fighting back. Like, once he took over Thundera, it was just all downhill. And they were almost like the A-Team. They were trying to collect people to go fight Mumra again. All right. Uh, So, a little bit different spin on it but I do remember one of the episodes, uh, they're running through the woods, um, and Mumra can't get through it with the tanks. You know, they're cutting little tiny, and they're having to hit it several times. So the tanks couldn't, the brush was just so strong and everything overgrown. They couldn't bring their tanks in, so they had to send troops in on foot. They said, this is how we're gonna make it to the other side of the woods. Halfway through, they meet a race of plant-like beings. And one solar day was their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And so they went really super serious because they got there in the morning. Lino meets a little tiny one of their beings who thinks he's the coolest thing ever. By lunch, he's a teenager and he's mowing off at Lino. Near the end of the day, they're getting into battle, and all these little plant people are trying to defend their forest. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a little sword made out of a leaf or whatever. But he's he's almost like a middle aged guy, and he's yeah. fighting for his family. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the episode, he passes on because they only live one day. Yeah. Now, to again, to him, it had been eighty years. To yeah. I know, it had been one afternoon. Yep. And so they really tried to pull at your heartstrings on that. A lot of people received that episode very negatively.
0: Of course um, they did. There's something to complain about.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I actually felt emotional. I mm-hmm. actually felt something. I'm like, oh, wow. They actually, you know, they actually got to my feels on this one. Yeah. But when I showed it to one of my friends and he started laughing, I was heartbroken. Because I knew from that second on, this is how the majority of people are going to be. I would this actually episode. like to watch that. Um, it is unbelievably good for a standalone episode. Um, if you watch it's only one season. Um, but yeah, the, the anime is definitely more Japanese in style. The fighting is definitely more Japanese in style. Um Panthro has a whole backstory with Sabretooth. Um that is just mind blowing how they used to be. In the whatever army together, and they all went on a giant mission, and it shows you how Sabretooth lost one of the two main fangs, mm-hmm. and why they hate each other so much. Yeah. It just again, they went a little bit more uh, you know, Japan doesn't, animation doesn't shy away from very mature topics, um, even for kids. they just don't do it. A lot of adults watch anime there. It's
0: more of our culture to do things like that.
1: Right. And so, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, listeners. If you want to see something that will pull at your heartstrings, and you you have to be a cartoon head. I'm going to be honest with you. But um, watch the episode about the plant folks, and it will pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Because as this thing is dying, he's talking about Lino being in his... Life. Whereas Lionel thinking about an afternoon, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it gives you a perspective. And so it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, they ended up forting the bad guys. And, of course, they got on the other side of the forest so they could continue to run from Mumra's forces that are chasing them down. The capital's already been sacked. And so the cat people, let's say, have been spread to the four winds. And it was before Lionel. It really portrays Lionel as a very young leader. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the same dude in the 80s cartoon. Yeah. Uh, where he was very huge and very mm-hmm. muscular and could take on anybody. Uh, Panthro was more of an adult figure. Tigra is his brother in this one. And mm-hmm. he's the older brother. And like they fight. like They show a lot of episodes where the two of them are going back and they're fighting. And the coolest thing ever is they got the original voice actor for Lino to play the dad of oh. Lino, oh. you could hear it because he uses the sword of Omen mm-hmm. one time, but it was his voice going thunder, thunder, mm-hmm. thundercats. So it was his voice, and he hadn't done it in thirty, forty years, and it was spectacular. <laughs> um, however, uh, you know, back to our original topic. Yeah, you can't. That is one of those theme songs that uh, sticks in your head immediately, makes you want to watch because. Uh, you know, the scenes that you're watching. You know, it's, it's the kids throwing the little bombs on their little hover bikes. It's uh, Chitara running super fast and hitting people with her bow staff. Uh, you have Panthro with his nunchucks. Every kid loved nunchucks in the 80s for whatever <laughs> reason. But that was something that was ingrained in us. Uh, ninja stars. Come on. Yes. Who didn't want a ninja star during the 80s if you were a kid? I had 20 or 30 at least, and I would throw them at a dartboard constantly, uh, and because people were smart, they were so dull that they would just bounce off. <laughs> no one sold really sharpened ninja stars. Well, so you know. thank you, people who were much smarter than kids were in the 80s for never well, they sharpening. They made a killing, yeah. Um, but numjucks you didn't buy you the good, foam good ones padded now. ones, and you bought the wood ones? Yeah you're You're going to hit yourself in the nuts at least one time, and you're going to be like, "I don't see how Bruce Lee did this. I don't see how these guys on TV are doing this." Um, so it did every little person had their own thing. again, they had their specialties, um, snarf, oh my gosh, uh, the comic relief, and more annoying than anything else, uh, but great cartoon. Great toy line, because the toys looked exactly like the cartoon. They did. They were identical to the cartoon. So they really, I think they they put their brains into this one, and I really believe that they put out a product that people wanted. So that's my opinion on Thundercats. I would say anyone who wants to go back and watch an 80s cartoon, that's one you can go back and watch, and it still kind of holds up because of the fact that it, had that Japanese anime style. Yeah, it doesn't look too dated. It's dated. It
0: didn't. No, it it it, it kind of holds up and
1: not. It definitely has a retro feel, like 100%. Toy Story. We were just as an yeah. offshoot. Wow, that aged. But some of these uh, '80s cartoons, because of the art style that they chose, they mm-hmm. still hold up. Yeah, and because what we've spoken of, at least in terms of the maturity of the storyline. Mm-hmm. That's why they also hold the test of time, too, yeah. because I don't think they did anything specific. It wasn't like, oh, this is an 80s problem. You know, it's a humanity yeah. problem. And, and right. I think when you tackle broad topics... If that
0: were the case, we know what a lot of these would be about from the
1: 80s. Oh, man, Michael Jackson would be at least in three different videos singing. So, uh, you know, about saving the world, saving the kids, and preventing AIDS. And don't yeah. do drugs. Yeah,
0: don't do drugs. Dare, dare, not do drugs. Bad Russia.
1: Yeah, bad Russia. Cold war. Tear down the wall.
0: The Hulk would be on there at least one time.
1: Oh, I'm surprised there wasn't a video of Hulk Hogan. Punching a hole in the Berlin Wall. <laughs> sure, that is some I mean, honestly, him and Rocky and some other people. Should and then like David
0: Hasselhoff's on top dancing around. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Arnold's got his yeah. big M60 mm-hmm.
1: chain gun just destroying the Berlin Wall. Yeah. So, we just uh, really listeners, uh, we are dating ourselves here. So, little tidbit from history. And to us, it seems natural, me and Ben. <laughs> but I know for a fact, if I told my daughter this, she would be like, what? Um... When we grew up, there was East Germany and West <laughs> Germany. One was communist and one was not. And then Reagan, Gorbachev, tear down that wall, etc., etc. That's, again, we're kind of going off topic. If my
0: daughter was here, I'd ask her right now if she if she knew about that. I'd like to know if she knew know the answer.
1: I, I know mine didn't. Mm. Because think about maps. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Sudan. I'm pretty sure I've taught her that, but I don't know if it's stuck, you know. Um, Berlin, Easton. Oh my gosh, like, people don't realize that. One of the best movies ever from, and I know we're off subject, uh, Dabney Coleman. What was it called? I don't know. Oh, Dabney Coleman was in a movie that was based off a very popular um, TV show where he was a spy, but they dealt in that whole... East and West Germany thing, like hmm. because of the Cold War, you know yeah. the Russians were always the bad guys back then. It was either that or they, you know, you could go Rambo style and try to portray the Viet Cong as still evil. <laughs> That's right, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what's our next one? All on right, the list? next
0: one is uh, well, I don't even think you need to play this one because if you don't know it, then I'm, su- I don't know how you don't know this. Inspector Gadget. Who remade
1: that song? Didn't a popular artist? Put it on the yeah they did. I can't remember. I can remember of my it was
0: head. either. It's an alternative, but you rocker. know
1: absolutely that is something that people grew up with when a popular musician, um, Night Rider with Busta yeah. Rhymes. You know, there's certain what? things that have like yeah. they directly take it from things as a kid. They
0: so. made two movies, and I believe they used the same uh, Matthew song. Matthew
1: Broderick. Yes, right. And they absolutely used the song one hundred percent. Yes, Matthew Broderick was Go Go Gadget. What got the most
0: play and the most uh, pitter-patter back and forth
1: online this week was the car. Is he driving a DeLorean? I believe so, yes. And I, I have had this conversation before. I don't know another car that looks like the gadget car. Like, I, I, I mean, I've done this. I've looked at other cars from that time. Um, and I just don 't see another car fitting into that the way it looks specifically. It looks exactly like the car from back to the future it does. minus the thing on the back, and obviously the flux capacitor yeah, um, but go go gadget was one of my favorite ever. It was silly um, and and also funny at the same time with his daughter and the dog mm-hmm. um, and then you never saw. His face, the bad guy's face. Claw
0: or something. Claw is just
1: rubbing that cap. However, if you really want to know what he looks like, believe it or not, his face is out there. It's never been in a cartoon but they made a toy of him. Oh, yeah. And they show you what he looks like. And uh, he looks like a crazy, white-haired, kind of thin professor, which was nothing like I thought he was, considering Mm -hmm. the... Like, heavy metal, the death metal voice that he had. I'll get you, Gadget. You know, and slamming. And he looked huge in the arms. And then, um, yeah, out of nowhere when they made the cartoon, he kind of looked like Doc Brown, you know, (laughs) in spandex, with the wild white hair and the crazy eyes. Mm -hmm. He didn't look anything like you expected him to at all. But, again, that's a little off subject. But, yes, Inspector Gadget easily top five most recognizable 80s cartoon theme songs. Yeah, I've I don't know cool. anybody that if I went, yeah.
0: everybody knows that. that they, they wouldn't would, be able, able to go, they grew up watching it and they're only 20. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just a, it was one of those songs, like we talked about, it gets you hooked from the beginning.
0: Well, since this next one is actually still airing today, I don't think you need to play it either. What the Simpsons.
1: We got? Oh, The Simpsons done uh, by Danny Elfman. Um the uh very, was in a very famous uh band back in the day. Um I can't remember it right off the top of my head. God bless. Um but he was in a very popular band back in the day. He is a musical genius. Um the Simpsons theme song They're on what? uh, Season 37 now? (laughs) So think about this now. I'm 47. They're on season 37. So the TV show has been on since I was 10, 11 years old.
0: It came on when
1: I was 10. Then I was 12. Yeah. Because I'm two years older than you. I remember the Christmas special that aired on Fox. We talked about it within this podcast before that it was started as a short in the TV show, The Tracy Ullman Show. And so when they were switching sets, they would show you a little blip. Then the very first episode ever was a Christmas special in which they got Santos L. Helper. (laughs)
2: uh so santa
1: santa's little helper um and so that's how they got the dog and uh you know that show has been around forever It's, it's it holds the record for longest running um outside of a comedy skit show saturday night live has that one yeah um but there's no syndicated show about comedy 30 minutes that has 30 Seven Seasons. Think about that. It's, it is impressive. I mean... It's insane. But that... The Simpsons... Never changed. Yeah. Think about... I mean, like, there's a lot of shows who will tweak their theme song. Yeah. Um, off subject, but to give you an example, everyone hated when they changed the theme song to Monk, the show with Tony Shalhoub. Oh, yeah. It was a piano instrumental that fit him perfectly. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, they brought in uh, the Brandy guy. Newman. Yeah, oh my gosh. The one that does, you got a friend in me. Yeah. Uh, you're and right. wow, did people hate that amazingly. So, um, and The Simpsons is well known for predicting the future. So, uh, we could do a whole episode I off of got that. Just, that's just kudos to the writers. Well, I, I so I'm going to give 99% of them just luck. However, when you actually have the correct physics equation for the Hoson-Biggs particle, the God particle, on the blackboard as Homer is staring at it, five years before they even discover it, and then find out that that equation that he wrote on the screen was... uh, uh you know on there fantastic dude i mean but yes this one is one of the most iconic theme songs known worldwide and so um i believe this is one that will stand the test of time so
0: well who even knows how much longer it'll be on who knows you're they always, are you're always like this is gonna be the last of it i it, it I'm can't going... be another season oh my gosh there's no way they can continue to pay these writers this
1: astronomical amount of money. I, I don't even uh, watch it as regularly as I used to, but I'm gonna cry like a baby when it goes off. So.
0: Oh well, yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I've actually tuned in to the I actual tape it, season, and then I go watch it. I check it out the next season yeah. on Disney Plus. But that they say final season, that season, I will be like, I've got to watch The Simpsons tonight. Oh, it'd be will, like we were just talking last week. I
1: Back to episodial television. I think uh, it will rival M.A.S.H. In terms now that's of... that saying something. Total numbers of people who Because Seinfeld didn't even come close no, to M.A.S.H. No, it match, did not. Um, which everybody thought it would.
0: What, it's like number three? Or that, four, yeah, on the, I the list. I thought it went M.A.S.H. Cheers,
1: Seinfeld. I think like it that. does. Um, and yeah. so I think this one will be one that definitely uh, will be up there. So... Um, what number was The Simpsons? Simpsons was number three. Number three. All right, listeners. I thought, I thought we covered that pretty well. Yeah, all. absolutely. We don't need to go into The Simpsons because, again, uh, if you haven't heard about it after the last 36, 37 years, then yeah. I can't help you. <laughs> Just like you've been saying. So, um, listeners, we're going to take a break once again. Nothing to you, but every once in a while, we need to get a little something to drink, rest the vocal cords. Um, well, we're going to come back with our top two um, and then possibly some things that should have been thrown in there. But if you'll give us a second in your time, we need to just take a break.
0: And we're back. And we're coming into number two on our list of top 15-ish. Top 15-ish. <laughs> Cartoon theme songs from the 1980s. Everybody will know this one, but it's still great to hear it again. We'll play a little bit of it. But first, here we go.
1: There it is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles on a half shell. Turtle Superpower. power. And it goes on from there. It's turtle power, yes. It names um, the
0: turtles off, you know. Splinter taught them to be strangely ninja Strangely
1: enough, this was, as we've talked about, a comic first. Yes. And not only was it a comic, but it was a comic written in the vein of, let's say, a Seth MacFarlane. Um, Oh, dark. the original Spawn guy, not the family guy. Um, It was dark. It was gritty. People died. They were literally teenage mutant ninja turtles that, like, protected the city. Mm -hmm. Um, When the toy company found out about it they were like holy shit huh. we can make a bazillion dollars off of this oh, And so yeah. the comic continued to be gritty however and there's a new comic out not to, so just one side note then we'll get back to it there is a new comic out where everyone is dead except for one of them and i'm not going to spoil anything for any of them but it's almost like a Last Ronin style. Um, and it is badass. Uh, everybody's dead.
0: Probably, I would say Last Ronin would be Leonardo.
1: I'm not going to say who.
0: It's not him, it would not be him. Ralph.
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, great, great comic for anyone who wants to watch, read. That one is fantastic. So again, back to the original subject. You could not have grown up during this time and not known this theme song it was everywhere they had the cartoon itself they had the comic book even though gritty one of my favorite video games of all time the
0: nintendo game no the
1: one that was actually in what are now extinct. The video game arcade. Oh, the arcade. Because remember, you had four controllers, just like uh, some of the other games where you could control each individual person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this followed a trend during the 80s. It was actually started by Marvel, where someone could be Wolverine, someone could be uh, Cyclops, be Storm, be Rogue, be whoever, and you get to pick who you want to be. This is one where you and four friends could put a quarter in, and each be a different Ninja Turtle, and go through the game. Then they ported it to, believe it or not, Nintendo Game Boy. Hmm. Um. Probably one of five games that I l- beat on Nintendo Game Boy because a lot of those were like. Uh, golf or racing you know not beatable games necessarily this is one that i played constantly i played constantly at the arcade because it was so fun Um, they later made renditions especially for the super nes where you were only one of the turtles but you got to choose which turtle based on the environment some were better at certain things that others worked. However, no matter what you were watching, it always had the same theme song. Even if it be a digital, like kind of 8-bit parody of it, um, or a heavy metal, or you know, pop metal kind of version of it, it was always Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes on a Half Shell, Turtle Power. And so um, that one is one that you just absolutely can never get out of your head. Um, They filmed the original movies Mm -hmm. in Wilmington, North Carolina, not in New York, like they supposedly said. Um, And because of the proximity to my grandparents' house, I actually met three of the turtles um at the military base where my grandpa would take me to learn how to shoot. Yeah. Um so three of the turtles were of prior service. Mm-hmm. Um and I I you know talking about how they got into the suits and how the mouths were controlled by someone completely off screen. Huh. Uh yeah, they did sort of like the Power Rangers. They did all the hand movements and the actions and all of the stunts, but someone off screen controlled the mouth okay, um, so that they could go back and edit in all the dialogue. Gotcha. Um, But yes, back to theme songs, though. This is one that is top five in my brain, at least. And when I make this determination, I've been pretty consistent so far within the podcast it is what can I listen to today and immediately still sing along to? Ah, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one that people our age, if you were a cartoon person back in the day, there's no reason for you not to be able to sing to the theme song.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: Um, it just was a great, great cartoon. Um, always emphasized brotherhood and beating the big guys and being honorable and with Master Splinter, etc. It it was a good kind of like uh um like the Cosby show or something like that. Family always, ties. Yeah, you it know, it was one of those the shows end. that yeah. like, hey, we're gonna do the right thing by family. You know mm. what I mean? That type of kind of genre. Um, but yes, there's no way. Uh, anybody within our age range doesn't know to say Turtle Power at the very end. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's one of those iconic songs. Um, Another one written specifically for the cartoon. You know who wrote it? I do not. Who wrote it?
0: <laughs> You'll never believe it. Chuck Lore. No way. Yes. For those of you who don't know who that is, that is the same guy who managed to. Uh, this, this probably made him his first million, but his next billion came from, The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Two and a Half Men.
1: Chuck Lorre. Yeah, Chuck Lorre. That's his name. So I Sorry. Said Chuck Lorre. I was making me. sure we were talking about the same guy. Yeah, I
0: said the wrong. I said I mispronounced it. Uh, what else did he do before that? Was he part of Roseanne? Yes. There you go. So yeah, when I say billion, he's I'd been mean around billion, for a long
1: time, um, and uh, I get a little off subject, but it's if you watch The Big Bang Theory, pause it at the very end and read what he yes, writes.
0: Yes, he's a very intelligent man. Some of
1: those things are absolutely hilarious. He does tackle some pretty serious topics sometimes, but he, at least in my opinion, he always does so. In a manner that comes from a logical place. It does, it's, a, it's not just opinion. What
0: we're saying is, at the very end, the very last placard, there would be at the there's like a little cue card that flashes up white that's got, screen. White screen. it has yeah. got uh, something that Chuck Lorre here wrote himself and put up there. And it's like a little little message that he puts yeah, at the end like of a every episode or something. Yeah, and he actually went to college for. It was a very difficult degree. What was it?
1: You know, I can't, I, I know that. It was like advanced
0: about. mathematics, astrophysics, yeah, it, it or something It won't come off my head like right off
1: the bat. Um, physics, it was something. But that. he's an extremely intelligent man. Yes. And it was so don 't let this TV mobile stuff
0: make you think he's stupid
1: it was in it was unfortunate that two and a half men ended on the note that it did because of how awesome that show was yeah it's a, yeah
0: when um, Charlie Sheen goes out in the world and starts calling you all these things
1: tiger blood it's going to, some
0: of it's going to stick and it 's going to ruin your reputation it doesn't matter.
1: Can you name a show he's written since that uh
0: i i don't know i really would be honest with you
1: if there is one well he's just just, young sheldon's still going he didn't write that though did he He, his name's on it maybe he's a producer i don't think he writes it but i might be wrong again i always give myself an out if i'm not a hundred percent sure i watch
0: young sheldon and i see Um, his name on it, but i don't know if he's the writer i don't know
1: i'll have to. yeah we'll have to check that out i think he's just a producer Um, I don't think he's a writer. I don't think
0: it it was just weird that someone like of his stature is credited as the writer of that song.
1: Oh, the Big Bang Theory song or the Young Sheldon song,
0: the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song. Oh my gosh! Can you believe this? I'm so
1: stupid. Yes. Well, maybe back in the day, he. I mean, he's a genius, obviously. Yeah. Because of this, maybe he said we need something that's super catchy. Yeah. To get kids' attention. And give them a rallying cry. I mean, I'm sorry if you think about it. Most of the shows we've talked about that we have said were super popular have a rallying cry. Yeah, Go Joe.
0: Yeah, um, Go Joe. We didn't talk about GI Thunders
1: Cats, Thundercats. Th- well, it's not a great intro. No, there, there's there's
0: it's it's not a good theme song. But I mean, everybody knows GI
1: Joe. But everybody knows best toy. But everybody knows as Go Joe. Yeah. Because that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Autobots. Yes. There's an immediate connection. Go, go, gadget, whatever. There's an immediate connection. Thundercats, 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 ho. Like a lot of these top ten, especially that we've talked about, had hooks. Yep. And so, if Chuck Lorre is the genius that I think he is, he said, we need a hook. We just need something to get people rallied. Hmm. So, that's where I think it comes from. Like, you know, art imitates a lot of itself sometimes within a genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about it how, at one point, every car on the road looked exactly the same Except a different color. (laughs) In the 50s and 60s, cars had attitudes. They didn't look the same. I I actually enjoyed cars from that time period um, because they're individualistic. So I think, and we have talked about this, and I've made my opinion known, that during the 80s, it was cool to be different. It wasn't necessarily cool to be the same as everybody else. So, I think you had to have a hook, a tagline, or something to set yourself apart. And so, this is one of the incidences where, you know, you've got something that's going to separate yourself from the other folks. And with that theme song. Yeah, it does. And with that theme song, what's your rallying cry? Mm -hmm. Turtle power! You know what I mean? like. I mean... Not to break it down too simply like that. No, there's, it, there's but, no other one like that. Uh, But, you know, Teenage people Heroes on a Half Shell, Turtle Power. I mean, every, you know, no one our age doesn't, like, yep. I'm not saying you have to know the Heroes on a Half Shell, but I guarantee you, if we were in a bar, let's do a social experiment, and we were with Gen Xers, let's say. And we randomly went up to folks and said, with a microphone, we're going to sing just a snippet of a song, see if you can say the last part of it. If they were truly from our generations, and we went, Heroes in a Half Shell, I would guarantee you 90% of the folks, that's just my opinion, I might be wrong, but I would think 90% of the folks would go immediately, Turtle Power! Yeah? Just like... If I went up to folks in the same genre, Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats, one hundred percent. I think most Gen Xers are going, oh! Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, but you know what? But I'm gonna tell you right now. I think a hundred percent of them would say if you went Ducktales, they'd go, woohoo. I guarantee it. And that's I, remember, I was singing number it,
1: one. I, I was singing it during our break. I was walking down the hall. And we were talking about DuckTales, and I said, DuckTales, woo-woo, and I even heard you do it from down mm-hmm. the hall. woo
2: Woo-hoo! Like
1: history, Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo! I'm sorry. One of the best theme songs, Woo-hoo. and I think it actually deserves a, a I'm not going to say a number one spot, but it's 1,000%. A top three, even I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go top five. I'm going to go top three. It's woo woo. It's just the great intro. Even the the it cartoon almost, itself. You know what it awesome. sounds like to me? It almost sounds like the intro to an '80s sitcom, huh? Woo Because of the content and how well it was recorded.
0: But even the watching the cartoon as it goes, it's it's like. They're taking little snippets of every good uh eighties action movie up until that point and making it to be part of DuckTales. I agree.
1: Yeah Love it. um No one Well, I'm not I'm not gonna say no one. I remember at the time thinking Is Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Louie, and Dewey, that big, that big of a pull. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that. Certain, certainly not. That's who
0: I seek out. The first chance I get when I'm at Disney is Scrooge.
1: Oh, fair enough.
0: Anytime I hear he's around, that's who I'm looking for. And if not him, I'm looking for Donald, if, and if by
1: no, we, no I know your favorite goofy. Well, he, your daughter's favorite.
0: He was, at one point
1: Oh, did it change? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. All know, but, I'.:' Off subject listeners.
0: of course. things change as time goes. But uh, if by some trace of the Disney gods we were ever to meet the, the nephews, I don't know what would happen. I've never seen them in a park. I don't know. But even when they remade DuckTales for not Disney Plus, but the Disney that still runs on like Dish Network or whatever cable, um, they kept the theme song. They just had someone else record it.
1: Did they really? They
0: did. It's the exact same song. It's just recorded differently. So it's. It, it's I had It no- sounds. Seriously, it sounds more modern. Is that all it is? No idea that they ever redid it. They did. It's not a bad cartoon. I watched it with Reagan. We watched it together. And uh, I I watched, I think, all of the, over the course of the, between COVID and a couple of years before and then like a year after. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen them all over the course of her life, so to say. But um she likes those better than the
1: originals here. Oh wow, no that that would be a hard pull for Do you me. You want to know why until I watch them. Let's just put it that way.
0: She says that the old ones she doesn't like the animation. Which is like weird, my daughter.
1: My daughter's the same age, so I Because understand there that. were
0: people who saw this and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. That some of the reels that I you know I sliced together sure. episodes from these shows yes, and I get them sir. together I go them single music, people saw those and said. Look how good animation looked back then. What happened to it today?
1: And I think that's a great point because I think certain animes go out of their way to look older. Okay. I'm gonna be uh, yeah. I mean think about I mean, uh King of the Hill is one of the most popular mm-hmm. shows Adult of all time. Animation but things. the animation is just basic as basic it can was. be.
0: Well that was that guy's style.
1: That was his style if you think Mike about Judge. uh, Mike Judge's like Beavis and Butthead. That was his yeah. style. But if you go back and watch Beavis and Butthead, like really the originals when they were watching T V videos together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um it's rough. Yeah, I remember. But at the same time, the animation wasn't what you were watching for. They're mm-hmm. just they're just a platform to get across the media, right? Mm-hmm. Um so Oh my gosh, my brother loves this show and I hate it with every bit of my being. Squidbillies.
0: I've heard of it, but I don't know it.
1: Think about a cartoon that's a parody of donald trump (laughs) but takes it to such extremes where it's like i didn't think even liberal people would be annoyed by it
0: oh yeah like
1: oh they're making fun of trump yay and then like oh no this is not very good Mm -hmm. um it's like weird looking alien things and they're very very country i'm talking about poor dirt country and mm-hmm. some of it is funny don't get me wrong but the anime style that they chose doesn't lend them any favors at all you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so what i would compare it to is one of my favorite cartoons of all time dr Katz. oh yeah and home movies um which was on uh h john benjamin got his start okay Forty years ago, thirty years well, thirty years ago, nineties. That's um, the voice
0: of the voice,
1: He was the voice. Uh, he wasn't Doctor Katz, but he was the voice of characters that would come in. But in home movies, he was the voice of the soccer coach or the mm-hmm. PE coach. Um. So back then, they uh, really Paula Poundstone was in. I mean, that I'm really pulling a deep one on that one. You had to have been a comedy fan back in the 80s. Paula Poundstone was one of the greatest female comedy acts at that time, along with, let's say, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, there wasn't a ton of female popular acts, but Paula really. Poundstone had her own HBO show. She was on that show. She lent it a little bit of credibility. Um, but the anime style is jerky, even. You know what I mean? It's... It's almost like they're doing, uh, you know, uh, 40 millimeter. And oh, And yeah. you draw the character mm-hmm. and then, like, poke. It's almost like it shifts back and forth. It doesn't distract you so much as you just notice that they really don't give two shits about the animation. <laughs> it's all about the interaction between the characters. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes those two cartoons from that era so great. It was... It was the character's interaction, the comedy involved, and everything else. So I think anime styles can sometimes play a big deal in whether kids are going to watch stuff. Like we talked about with my daughter, trying to get her to watch The Great Pumpkin. This looks horrible. Yeah. Okay, I understand. You're used to Pixar. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, However, daughter loves South Park. And it is literally, well, it used to be, not anymore, but it used to literally be paper cutouts that they yes, filmed. Yes, it did. I Before get, it went uh-huh. digital, it was paper cutouts. Um, that doesn't detract from the hilariousness of the show. In fact, if anything, it makes you stop thinking about it being a cartoon and forces you to focus in on the jokes and the interactions, if you think about it. There are certain shows, especially anime-style shows, that try to be so flashy with their great graphics and their fantastic battle scenes, and it's just pure trash. Mm-hmm. Because there's no character development, there's no plot development, there's no nothing. It's just showy for showy's sake. Yeah. And I don't believe those shows last very long. Um... Because I think kids are... Well, we know, because we've raised kids. Kids are smarter than you think they are. Mm -hmm. Um, They can handle topics that are more mature than you think they can. But if you get too serious, you're going to lose them immediately.
0: Yeah, but that still doesn't explain SpongeBob.
1: SpongeBob I can explain very easily. Let's hear it, man. I've watched SpongeBob since the original. I'm a secret Spongebob lover. You know why? Because Spongebob is nothing more than a reproduction a reproduction of, let's say, Ren and Stimpy and some of these other shows where the animation is so out there that you're like, whoa, what am I looking at? But then they grab you with the jokes. And so as someone who has watched a lot of episodes there are i've seen all the movies there are jokes that go under the radar and if you watch it long enough you start to pick up on some of that hidden humor Mm -hmm. and it really can get you laughing if you don't think about it Mm -hmm. um you have to go into spongebob knowing it's going to be kind of silly and annoying I mean, I hate to say it that way, but SpongeBob's voice, especially his laugh, is a little bit on the annoying side. Mm. However, Patrick, with his dumb voice, Mr. Krabby, uh, Squidward, the squirrel, there's just, (laughs) you know, there's some things that are just, the jokes are a little bit deeper than people think. And so if you watch it with a more open mind, I'm not saying that you're being closed minded, because that drives some people crazy. And I completely understand. I can watch this cartoon and say, yes, I know why it drives certain people crazy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Beavis and Butthead. I know why people hate that. No, I show. do too.
0: I know why people hate that You too. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't necessarily hate Spongebob. But I, I I just look at it, and I just, like, I don't really see any
1: value in um, it either. Give it enough episodes, and you'll find it. It's almost like beer as a teenager. You know it's going to get you tipsy, but, oh, my God, it tastes so horrible. And then 10 years later, you're like, yes. Can I have an IPA with a hint of banana and cranberry? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Uh, beer starts. You can actually start picking out the tastes in beers. Yeah. Now I've never been able to do with that with liquor or bourbon. Like
0: oh, I can't even. that's do, the, come on. Man. I can't
1: even do that with wine. These oh, the hints of vanilla or whatever. Nope, still tastes See, like that's grape what, juice to that's
0: me. A- true southern gentleman there.
1: Uh, I am sorry. I've got lots of buddies that are bourbon and sargar freaks. That's been the trend among Oh man, I love a good sargar. Year and I'm t- sorry it all tastes like mouthwash to me. I cannot well, discern the tastes. You want me to teach you? And so just like I've had five different people try to teach me including someone who worked for Blanton's. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, He
0: just threw my teaching style out the window.
1: I'm just being honest. It's this, I hate to kind of compare apples and oranges, but it does kind of hold true. It's the same kind of thing where you learn to love something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And if you don't love it, you just don't love it. So like with Spongebob. Maybe it's not your cup of tea, and that is absolutely fine. But there are people who religiously watch it because it is so silly. Are
0: they not still, they're still making new episodes? Yes, sir, they How sure How long are. have they been making this show? I want to
1: say 20 plus years. I don't think that, I don't think in any Sweet way they get Georgia Brown,
0: that's a long time to be I, making but something like But I believe, like that.
1: I believe it might be. Hitting almost the twenty-year mark. It
0: is not how that is like South Park. South Park
1: is on episode what twenty-six or season twenty-six. We're
0: rolling into South Park, going on Simpsons numbers, man. Are we seriously going to say? I'm
1: still convinced that Trey Parker and Matt Smith are just going to hold on until the Simpsons is canceled, and they'll do one season longer just for the Mm -hmm. joke of it, not because. They're malicious or anything. They just... Because remember, they did have the Simpsons-South Park crossover. Mm -hmm. It's not like they don't appreciate each other's humor in the slightest. But one is an 8 o'clock show on Sunday, and one is a 10 p.m. or after in the United States where we can cuss. Yeah. So...
0: Well then, you know, SpongeBob, will hold on, and do one more, longer, <laughs> so far, maybe. Again,
1: I knows? really, I honestly believe that. I think it's one of those things where they're just they want longevity and they want these records. Um, I mean, when you when you're talking about three to four hundred episodes of a show, yeah, think about that for a second. They've
0: done enough episodes of the show to whoever's. Do ever do with these voices? They don't have to ever do another voice again. No, they can just never talk again. They're they can making hire like little voice machines. Hundred thousand,
1: I think, an episode or something yeah. like that. they're they're sick, so man. So they're very very well Residuals and then else? residuals within syndication. We talked about it in an earlier podcast where I'm not sure how residuals work anymore because of streaming services. Um, but I guarantee you, if they're on public TV. Somebody's paying to air that.
0: Yeah. And every time they air that,
1: a certain bit of change goes to every voice actor. Um, I do know. If it's a big enough
0: show, you get a cut of the streaming.
1: Absolutely. Big enough. Big Big Bang Theory is on two different channels every single day for four hours at a time. Yeah. I remember when it was the 7 to 8 o'clock show. If you don't like, let's say, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, when we were growing up, I can't even remember shows like that. But yeah, I know I, for I, a I fact, know what they were. What were they? Please tell me. Roseanne. See, I don't remember that. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. However, but I know however, for However, she
0: was still on at the time.
1: Well, Big Bang Theory was on at the exact same time. They're still running reruns because you want to hit stuff while yeah. it's popular. That's where your advertising dollars come in. However, um, you know, uh, there's certain shows that just do well in certain time slots. And I know when I was in college, seven to eight was when you're sitting around getting stoned, about to take a shower, and then go out to a bar. Not like our old asses. Where we want to be home a little bit after 8. You know, when you're 20, there's a big difference. Mm. But our area, when I was in UNC Chapel Hill, was the first in the nation, number one, to produce an HD signal. Okay. That is something most people do. It was not New York. It was not LA. It was not Chicago. It was Raleigh, North Carolina, used to produce... There, the Raleigh TV station broadcasted in HD during their national news. Okay. So we were in that area. We also got the first DVRs. Hmm. So I thought it was a gift from God. Now, one thing I do miss from the original DVRs that is no longer available is that every day, if the TV was off, the TV turned itself on at 7 p.m. and started playing The
0: Simpsons.
1: (laughs) If you're watching a movie, it stops it and starts playing The Simpsons. You know, you can change back, obviously. But that was my 7 to 8 p.m. show (laughs) every day for my time in college. And I would say for a couple of years out of college. So, um... You know, when you're talking about cartoon media, as we are, um, there is none of the cartoons that we talked about. Um, Maybe Voltron is on some late nights, someplace. Thundercats is not on. None of these shows are on. But The Simpsons, still getting shown. Like, FX is still showing... Round-the-clock Simpsons Marathons. One time they showed episode one through the end. It took a week.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Remember that? Yeah. So I think our topic this week with 80s uh, cartoon theme songs, it gives you an idea or it almost sets you up for what's going to come in the 90s. You can almost look at the formulaic uh, way that they did some of these cartoons and how they were mimicking the sitcoms that were on at night. Yeah. And then they just blended everything. They put all cartoons and everything in a blender and that was the 90s. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it that way, but that really was. Yeah. Um. And so some of those theme songs weren't as iconic, like Night Court, like we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um. You can say whatever you want, uh, but uh, growing, uh, not growing pains, not growing pains, but Michael Keaton. What about him? Family ties.
0: Family ties had
1: a pretty iconic theme song. Roseanne Mm -hmm. had a theme song that you're going to remember. Though, and I think that follows the same pattern with these cartoons. Yeah, they figured out that as we talked about earlier, that kids are just little tiny adults. They can't handle some of the more mature, let's say, concepts like drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, adultery, things like that. But they could definitely address pollution, hate, racism, things like that, Uh for little kids to kind of understand and uh, not to be a broken record, but how do you get little kids to tune in? You better hook them quick.
0: Yeah, song, man. Get the and if song. you don't
1: hook them with that song, then you're probably going to lose them. Nowadays, yep. outside, and we talked about this last week, outside of the Big Bang Theory, who was recorded by the Bare Naked Ladies, name one theme song that you're just like, all right, I'm in now. Now, let's say outside of streaming Some Shows don't
0: television. have, like Young Rock doesn't have a theme song.
1: Right. Some don't even have theme songs. Yeah. So think about it for just once. Again, not, I didn't put you on the spot last week. I'm not trying to put you on the spot this week. But think of any, because I'm racking my brain as I'm speaking.
0: Yeah, I thought about it all week. I still couldn't come
1: up with anything. Night Court with yeah. Melissa Roche, the new one. That is one of the most popular theme songs because it's kind of giving you that nostalgia. It's bringing back that, but I can't think of a singular show where they have an intro that kind of introduces characters, introduces the plot of the show, and then you go into it. Mm -hmm. If anything, most shows play just a little bit of music and in place of the theme song, they already tried to get you hooked with a couple of jokes.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Modern okay. Family was pretty close, but it was real fast. It was a big bang. Uh, yeah, big bang. it did. It had like it a song. It was a big band style. Yeah. But they told jokes. But it's on it and
0: gone. But yeah, it's gone. You man. know, it's... it wasn't
1: like necessarily the emphasis of the show. Cartoons. I'm sorry. You better have a pretty good intro for most cartoons. Um, Clone Wars had the guy announcing it in the 1950s style Uh like thing. Um, Ben 10 had a cool introduction. So I'm going to go a little bit ahead to today's cartoons. Um, Ben 10 had one. Um, uh, absolutely one of the greatest theme songs ever written for a cartoon um is oh my gosh it just went out of my head the two guys kids they're on summer break forever they have a sister that's weird it's on nickelodeon it's recorded by a famous band i don't know oh this is killing me i am so sorry listeners Um, But it's a Disney property. I loved it. My daughter didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, did you see this show? And I'm like, we watched 20 episodes together, you turd. (laughs) Um, Some of the Marvel and DC properties Mm -hmm. tend to try to get you, like, so remember X-Men? That was 90s. But they try to get you in with that theme song. No words, but high energy... Lots of action in the theme that will let you basically know who the characters are and what to expect. Um, Oh my gosh, it's something and something. It's the two names of the kids. Anyway, um, theme songs can really influence your listener, watcher, base. Yeah. And so I think that's been the whole point of this Extremely nostalgic uh podcast is that we've gone over ones we even skipped them i mean i'm I'm sorry, but we did we i don't have any grudges about skipping the ones we did no because the theme songs sucked,
0: yeah, some of them we skipped were just. They're just too well-known, there's just no need. Well,
1: and then the other ones, we're sorry, we're not gonna play something that you've already heard a million times.
0: Exactly, there's just no need to replay. Um, but, but we would know, also be remiss
1: for not mentioning those at the same time. Exactly. So. You can't, um, you can't
0: skip something, but there's just no need. To right,
1: know. so waxing philosophical, again, getting off on a little bit of a tangent. Let me just wrap this Looking, one up. Looking look forward, you can tell how things have changed, And that's the reason I don't think we have Saturday morning cartoons the way we did. So, as always, we appreciate every single person tuning in and listening. Please, if you enjoy the content, subscribe, like, share. Uh, We would like to touch as many people as possible and get this nostalgia train rolling. Because we really are just two average dudes who grew up during that period of time. And uh, we're going to talk to you about stuff that's already familiar in your brains. So uh, if you can, listen in. Give us any comments. Give us any tips. Whatever you want to do. Communicate with us. We're always open for anything. Um, This is the 80s Kids. And as always, Ben Stanberry, take us out.
0: And uh, we are, as always, happy to have you tune in and listen to us. And even more excited to have you interact with us in any way possible. And you can get in touch with us on several social media outlets. You can get with with us on uh, TikTok. uh, 80s Kids Ben Davis is our handle. And you can get with us on Facebook. We are... 80s kids we're on there and also on Instagram as 1980s kids and other than that hopefully soon we're going to be on YouTube and streaming on there and other than that that's a wrap and we hope you've enjoyed uh, the 15 probably more like 20 to 25 best cartoon theme songs from the 1980s Hope everybody has a great week and enjoys what's to come. Take care of each other, and it's Ben Davis signing off.